Parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts. Need them fast? We've got fast. No matter what you need, we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it. Product availability. Just one part that makes O'Reilly stand apart. The professional parts people. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Today, we're going to tell you why the Mario movie is actually a culmination of Mr. Iwata's vision for Nintendo. Yes, it's a beautiful story. Uh, the Mario movie has broken pretty much every box office record possible. Yeah. And it made us think back to um, the mid-2010s when Mr. Iwata yeah. was talking very actively about audience expansion. Mm -hmm. And this is really... We've done some stuff along the way. This is the culmination of that vision that he had. Exactly. And it's kind of funny to think about how long it took for Mr. Awada's vision to finally come to fruition. Yeah. But it's really cool to see it come together in this way. And Mr. Awada has always talked about Nintendo as not a gaming company, but an entertainment company. And that was really instilled in us when we worked at Nintendo. So... Yeah, we're going to tell you all about that. It's going to be a, a really heartwarming That's right. uh, way to look back on on that and and what it is now. Um, as usual, everything we do on this channel is made possible by our wonderful Patreon subscribers. Thank you so much for keeping this going. If you want to join our wonderful community, we are at patreon.com slash kit and Krista. Support us so we can keep sharing our industry insights with you, so we can keep sharing our never before heard Nintendo stories with you. Yeah, it's a good time. If you've never done Patreon before, you're wondering what it's all about, good news, it's very easy to get your foot in the door. Yeah. We have, uh, you can get a free trial mm -hmm. for a week on our most popular tier, which will get you early access to this here podcast and all sorts of other cool stuff. And we also have uh, our, our entry level tier that starts at $2 a month. Yeah, yeah. So give it a shot. Very easy to get in. The entry level tier gets you access to our Patreon only Discord server, which is where we hang out with our community all week long, yeah. all day long. Ask um, us a great question for us to answer on yeah. next week's podcast. Exactly, yeah. exactly. Um, what else is happening? We do have our big goal of going to Japan this year. And I think now it's like more so than ever, I really want to go because it feels like um, it's going to be really fun to show you guys all the places that we used to go to in Kyoto when we worked at Nintendo. It's like a big moment for Nintendo yeah. right now. So You have FOMO. I have a little FOMO. Yeah. I do. Well, I do if you have FOMO about us having FOMO. Support us. You can leave us uh, a super thanks on this video. That's something you can do directly in YouTube or next time we're streaming, you can yeah. leave us a super chat. And you have the beautiful uh, bar, Here is the bar tracking the, our progress. The thermometer progress right. that I really like. Thank you to everybody who left us uh, a super thanks last yeah. week. We really appreciate Thank that. You. And yeah, 100% of what we get from those is going, is to, going Japan to the trip. Japan Fund. Yes, right. yes. Um, we can't wait to go and create all sorts of really cool, unique content for you guys. So that is going to be fun. Oh my goodness, how many Mario movie videos have we done thus far? As many, many as it takes. Or not enough. 
I also want to make $300 million. <laughs> $277 million. <laughs> However many million. I'm going to keep gonna, making these videos. Are you going to break some box off? Box off That's a different records? thermometer. Oh, my. <laughs> I got a that ways to go. Like, I got a ways to go. Uh, so what do we have on the channel? We have our vlog from the premiere. Yes. If somehow you missed that, that's a must-watch video. So much fun. Uh, we have our review of yes. the movie, which has... As people have pointed out, some spoilers. Some of you have Maybe. a different definition of minor spoilers well, that's than a thing. we do. That's okay. Everybody has a different definition that's of spoilers. Okay. So unless you want to go the absolute vanilla no spoilers route, which Just, some people did. That's fine. Um, watch it after you watch the movie. I think a lot of you have seen the movie now. If you haven't listened to that review, hear what we thought. Maybe you agree. Maybe you disagree. Yeah. It's fun. It's fun to listen. It's fun to listen to yeah. after you've watched the movie. Then you can see what references we're like talking about. Right. Like that, right. So. Uh, we also have a fun video that might be out now on the channel, which mm -hmm. is uh, looking at the top 10 hidden um, Easter eggs. Yes. So Easter just happened, and we're talking about Easter eggs. I know. How, I was like, I'm getting confused. How serendipitous is that? Yeah. Um, these are, I mean, there's lots of Easter egg things out already from other people uh, on this movie, but these are like our favorite um, hidden Maybe gems. you've seen some videos counting these down. We have one that I guarantee is not on anybody else's oh. video. And then I point I pointed out to you when we saw the movie. Yeah. Twice I pointed it out. You, and you did. And both times you were like, huh? I know. I was kind now of Now I have what? the proof though. Okay. I yeah. have the proof. Do you really? I do. Is it in the pudding? Yeah. Uh, I've not been bootlegging <laughs> for the lawyers that are listening to this movie. I've not yeah, been bootlegging. Yeah, you just watched it too many times. But I've already watched it. You've seen the movie three, three times. times. <laughs> I'm going again this You're week. Go so again. I'll be at three. It's a race. It's a battle. <laughs> Who's gonna Who's see gonna it the see most? Who's gonna see the movie more? Yeah. I don't think I need to see it again for until it comes out on like yeah, like digi home digital or right. DVD, whatever it is. Now. You are not authorized to show that movie on an oil rig, in a prison, <laughs> in a school cafeteria. You oh, need to, a school cafeteria. You need to read the fine print of what they say. Okay, oh. I don't want you breaking the rules. Oh no. Yeah. You gotta. I gotta keep your nose clean. You see, you're up to no again, good. The, 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 With the, John Law. Our. Our company motto is "Don't get sued." So yeah, don't make it. don't make me use my bail bonds on you. <laughs> don't get sued. The Japan Fund cannot go to bail bonds. Versus <laughs> yeah, in jail. Yeah, that'll be the update. Well, send a super thanks to the, bail her out. The Japan Fund's now the bail bonds fund because Chris is in the slammer. I'm in the slammer, guys. <laughs> um, that's not really that funny, but okay. And then we also, by the time you're watching this video, we have a, a really fun video out talking about what is going on in the brains and heads of Nintendo right now yeah. after the movie has broken all of these insane records and made, you know, upwards of 300, almost $400 million yeah. opening weekend. Nintendo, their wheels are turning. You guys might have a lot of questions about what this means for the future of the company. Obviously, we have some authority to tell you about what is going on over there because we've been there for these sort of big, um, you know, transformative moments. Um, and you know, we kind of know what they're thinking. Yeah, so that, let us that, unravel that for that you. That Monday morning meeting after a big launch or a big thing Holy. can be a real doozy. That is People going, get worked up. They're probably <laughs> actually 10, oh, they, they just got out of it. We gotta do this thing. <laughs> <laughs> like that's what happens. Oh no. Yeah. There, there's gonna be some, some way to spin this into a negative. Nintendo, like that is 100% yeah. what happens in that Monday morning meeting where it's like, we just broke like yeah. every sales like, record. And the, the week the week to week Switch hardware numbers are down like 0.5%. Yeah, so Freak you out. just vlog yourself yeah. in the corner so now. So you've actually failed. Congratulations. Yeah. Congratulations for yeah. actually being You thought you were great. You're actually, you're actually terrible. 
actually, you didn't work on this movie, so you have nothing to do with this. Get back to work. That is the other thing is like you sometimes you feel indirectly good. You're like, yeah, I was a part of this, and then you think about it, like, actually, I actually didn't to, do actually anything. Actually, had nothing to do with this at all. I, I think very few people at <laughs> Nintendo did anything on this movie, honestly. But anyways, it does mean it does mean some significant things for the for their business, right. obviously, and we're gonna tell you all about that. Things that are and are not happening. Exactly. Yeah. Don't get. Don't. Don't. Don't, don't fool yourself into thinking. Minions some of these switch aren't. to hardware coming tomorrow. Some no, of these aren't. Not happening. Uh, we are also. We're, we're not sure when this video is coming out. Uh, we have a, a fun Zelda video yeah. that we're doing. We gotta switch gears a little eventually, bit. Eventually. Eventually, we got switched. Eventually, gears. people will will shift focus back to Tears of the Kingdom. We, yeah. Yeah. We can't stop thinking about the fuse um, ability technique. Yeah. In the yeah. game, so we came up with some of our own. Like fictional fuses using stuff in Breath of the Wild. Well, Wild. I mean, they could be. It could be. They're like fuse predictions, really. Like it could. I mean, d depending on how we, how much we can experiment in Tears of the Kingdom, some of these may be reality. Right. The meat arrow. We have defined. We just came up with what it does. Yeah. But exactly. we got a lot of other fun ones too. But but mainly the meat arrow. Yeah. Is what we. Need When's this video about. coming out? We don't know. Soon. Meat when the time is, is right, you will learn. When is a time for a yeah. meat arrow? Is when this video will be coming out. Right. Um, um, some other stuff. We have a Minecraft Legends preview. That game's coming out soon. If you're yeah. interested, check that out. And then Please finally, watch the worst people that are the worst at Minecraft give you a preview well, don't say of that. Minecraft Legends. Finally, the clock is ticking on your chance to get a pre-order of the Kit and Crystal controller. Oh boy! The end, what is the last? How many days are in in this month? What month is it? April? How many? April. How many One, days are in two, April? One, two, three, four. Thirty days. You've got as of the day we record this. You have twenty days to pre-order the controller yeah. at kittencrystalcontroller.com. Edition, one of a kind, really cool official. It is it is an official um, pro controller that has a high quality print on it, so it's yeah. not like a sticker or anything no, like no, no. that. Um, yeah, pre-order now. Yeah. Um, all right, before we have a really fun story about Mr. Miyamoto because again we we're, we're going to keep the the good vibes about this movie oh boy. going. Mr. Miyamoto. Yeah. Uh, but first half we have to shout out our sponsor Better Help. Thank you for sponsoring this episode Better Help. Yes. Uh, learning about yourself is a lifelong process. Yeah. Something else that I learned about myself working at Nintendo all these years. I, I, knew, I knew this about myself, but that really like drove it home. It what like, is it? I like to just do things by myself. That's true. And I, I struggle to ask for help. That's true. You still yeah. do that sometimes. Sometimes I, sometimes I do. You still do that. Right. Even in a two-person business, yeah. sometimes like you're sick or whatever, and I'm like, can I help you with something? You're like, no, I got this. Yeah. I'm like, no, you clearly do not. I mean, it's always like, A, you know, I think I think I'll do the best job. Yeah. You don't uh, want to burden somebody But I also, else. It's, sometimes it's like, oh, it's going to take me longer to, to like, like show the person somebody. how to do something. Sure. Um, I got all sorts of weird reasons for why I'm like that. Yeah, you are weird. But that was something I really had to get over. Right. And But I got over it the hard way. But that's the kind of thing that a better health therapist can, can help say, you have yeah. an epiphany about. You can really talk to somebody that is a neutral, like, third party about this. It's not involved in the situation that you're in as you are changing and growing and, and getting to know yourself better. And a better help therapist can be that person for you to have somebody to talk to about these kinds of things. Exactly. So, it's exactly. really nice. Uh, wish I had it back then. Uh, so very easy to do. Mm -hmm. You take a, a questionnaire to find out what exactly you want to focus on. You get yep. matched up with the therapist really quickly. Mm -hmm. And you can do it on video. You can do it on audio. You can do it through text only. However you want to do it. That's my favorite part is yeah. the convenience of doing it any way you feel like doing it that day. Right. So, exactly. It's really great. Uh, so, discover your potential with BetterHelp. 
Visit BetterHelp.com slash Kit and Krista today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P.com slash Kit and Krista. Put the link right over here. And of course, it's in the description below as well. Check it out. Yeah. Um, all right. Our fun Nintendo story time today is, like you said, about Mr. Miyamoto. We've have just had so many fun interactions and we've been seeing Mr. Miyamoto everywhere over the last couple of months. Uh, we saw Mr. Miyamoto had a beautiful reunion with him when we went to the movie premiere. That is in our vlog. If you missed that, check it out. Um, so we're still thinking a lot about Mr. Miyamoto, which is awesome because he's great. Yeah, yeah. Um, this is a story, this is a moment that you had with him. Mm. This was during an E3. What E3 was this? I think, I feel like this was 2015. 2015. The same E3 uh, with the Nuppets. That was 2015. Yeah. Right. Not a great E3, honestly, except for some of these little moments that really punctuated through a kind of a bad year. Yeah. So thankful for these moments, right? Right, right. Um, but yeah, it's interesting because we have worked with Mr. Miyamoto and a lot of these other developers for a really long time. And usually these interactions kind of range from being, you know, you're sitting in a conference room or in a meeting room presenting something to him or sharing like a brief with him to get him ready for some sort of, you know, video or, or, or media thing. And then you kind of swing way the other way and you sometimes get to do these really like random things with them that are like kind of like things that you just dream about that you do with somebody like Mr. Miyamoto where like, yeah, you get to like go share a meal with a man or like yeah. you get to go somewhere with him. I went to Jim Henson Studios, which is kind of what preceded this incident with him where he was like... He was like a, a kid and was just like in a sense of like wonderment as he talked to like the Jim Henson people. Yeah. So like it's cool that we have sort of this range of experiences with Mr. Miyamoto and sort of had these moments where it felt very personal. Um, and I think I'll always like treasure some of those interactions with him. Yeah, and the way these things go is like when you're planning for one of these big developer visits, like yes, there's a lot of very like, what is the schedule? What time does your flight arrive? When are the <laughs> yeah. appointments stop? But there's other stuff where like you do kind of get a glimpse into their personality. And one of those things is like, well, what, what are we doing for meals? Yeah, everyone's got to eat. Right. And, you know, I'm a big food person. <clears throat> so, so it's like, well, you know, what time do they like to eat? What do they like to eat? Do they care? Do they yeah. just want to wrap it up and get back to the hotel? Right. Uh, but one thing we learned about Mr. Miyamoto, and he will, he'll tell you. He loves hamburgers. Yeah, there's been many instances where he has shared his love for hamburgers with us, with even people publicly. I think there was a Super Mario Run video he did. Yeah. Where he wanted to play the game with one hand, which we actually did on a right. Nintendo Minute, and he ate a hamburger with the other <laughs> hand, which I was like, dang, that is so hardcore. Um, he didn't even make a mess. Like I, I would make, it would be all over me, but he was just, he was a pro because he eats so many hamburgers. Um, and uh, he loved he loved an American hamburger. Yeah. He his like must do every time he would come to LA for anything and mostly it was around E3. Was he has to get In-N-Out. Yeah. We're from California, so I got to tell you, In-N-Out is my favorite hamburger as well. There is a big debate I know. about In-N-Out versus um what's the other place. Five Guys? No. Shake Shack? Shake Shack. Right. Yes. Well, back then, Shake Shack was very East Coast only. Right. Now there's like Shake only, Shack here, but I still don't like only it. Only recently they have uh, branched out to the West Coast. Yeah, but we're, I'm like an In-N-Out purist. We're not you? talking about the In-N-Out fries. I know those are the most controversial things of all. We're the, talking burger, about the burger, though. Burger's You're good. You're an In-N-Out purist, I like it. too, right? Yeah. I, I, don't, yeah. I don't get the sauce. 
So I no, guess I'm not. No animal sauce for you. Well, just the sauce. So that sauce is mayonnaise. Oh, yeah. So I don't it's Thousand Islands, so you can't have that. Which is mayonnaise. There's a secret menu that we also order off. Well, everybody anyways. knows it's not very secret anymore. Well, I have a very special Anyhow. Anyways, <laughs> um, but don't come at us if you are not in and out fans. I'm just, that was my Mr. Point. Miyamoto's canceled for loving in and out Oh, no. Never. Protect him at all costs. Um, protect him and his in and out But uh, he... Yeah, like he will make it a point, no matter how busy his schedule is, he would be like, I need to go get this burger. Um, so we need to like carve out time in the schedule to go get the burger. Right, so you went with him, was this on the same trip to go to the Henson Studios yeah. to see the Nuppets? You yeah. went to In-N-Out. Right. Tell us about this. Yeah, exactly. So we like escaped the bowels of the LACC, which mm. was kind of nice. Um, good place to get out, get away from, gotta honestly. Get out of that yeah. war room, you know, you know, like, claustrophobic big in there but there was a very like kind of like a strike team i would say it was not very many people um we took mr miyamoto to visit jim henson studios because that was the year of those nuppets and yeah it was really cool we did like a whole tour of that studio we sat down and made some videos for that you're gonna talk about that in a separate story separate time. To story right. time yeah that, that was really fun um he definitely had just this like his eyes were like there was like heart heart emoji eyes um through that trip so he was in a great mood you know, afterwards, and we were like, let's not go back yet. No one wants to go back there. No one wants to get back yeah. to our beautiful day in LA. You didn't want to get back either? Nobody did. Nah. We did like four other things. You wanted to we play hooky? We wanted to play hooky. So we were all like, and again, it was a really small, you know who else was, was on that? Hollywood Son? Hollywood Son. I knew it. Yeah. Hollywood Son. And the credits were the Mario. He's in the movie. credits, yeah. I just talked to Hollywood Son. He's, he's, he's doing great. great. He wants to see us when we come to Japan. Wonderful. Dinners are dinners are being arranged hey. with Hollywood Son. Anyways, um, so yeah. So we're like, you know where we can go for lunch? Um, let's go to In N Out. Like we found one that was pretty close to where yeah. we were in LA. Um, like perfect. Like that will be like semi quick ish and like we can escape and eat it and no one will know that we've like left for like hours. Yeah. Um so we're like perfect. So we go to In N Out. It's pretty, it's actually pretty quiet. So we're like, oh, good. No one will like bug him. What time was this? It's probably around like 11.45-ish. So like right down. before the lunch right rush. Right before the lunch rush. Okay. So we had sat, we got all our burgers. Um, I'm going to put pictures here so you can see how happy he looked. Um, we're all hanging out. We're having great time. There's like 45 hamburgers on the table that every, people have ordered. Well, what know? is his order? He gets the double-double. Okay. Just kind yeah. of as is. As is. All right. Yeah. 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 Um, One? That, I think he had two that day. Yeah. Those are not big. I mean, if Those you're, hamburgers aren't you're coming huge. to America, you gotta... Those hamburgers aren't big. You gotta go for it. Yeah, I mean, you're, yeah. you're hungry. You're okay. Just, you've been doing stuff. You've been walking around. Drink, fries? Uh, definitely fries. Yeah. Um, just plain, though. Right. With ketchup. Not yeah. like ketchup on the side. Yeah. Drink, cherry Coke, I believe. Whoa! Okay. Either cherry Coke or root beer. I can't remember now. <sighs> you're not a soda person, so... Well, you're... you're I want to get into the details here. Now okay. it's, it's all falling apart for you. No, okay. it's not. It's okay. not. I'm telling you. Um, so we sit down. There's, again, small group of us. We're just, you know, trying to hang out. So far, so good. Usually he goes somewhere. People, like, kind of mob him. Right, like, right. People recognize him. So he's doing really good. And um, he, we're just joking around. Everyone's having a great time eating the hamburgers. And then we hear this, like, school bell ring. So apparently there's a high school Right next to that oh. in and out school, they oh, no. get out for lunch, yeah. and kids start rushing. These high school kids start rushing into this in mm. and out. One kid turns around and was like, "Is that Shigeru Miyamoto?" <laughs> and we're like, "Uh oh, 
<laughs> we we had like enjoyed a good you know 30 minutes of quiet time in a public space which was very rare for him and and these kids were so sweet they were not like the terrible autograph hunters mm. that i wanted to punch out um at the movie premiere they were like really polite really yeah. sweet but yeah they they were pulling their notebooks like out of their backpacks to get his autograph oh really and it was so cute i mean he was so nice wow. of course he put down the burger and <laughs> went and signed pic- signed things for them and took pictures but so many ki- so many like these high school kids were just like we love you oh yeah. my gosh and then it started to get a little overwhelming there was like a lot of people so we we left yeah um but uh but i think he was kind of like on it's like that similar moment where you can just tell you know we kind of saw this at the premiere as well where he's just like on cloud nine he's feeling good yeah. you know he had a good day he went to this place you know that he was really excited about going to like Jim Henson to see that um, was something that he wanted to do and um, he genuinely had like fun that day and it was like he deserves to have like a little bit of fun when you're working like day and night at E3 so it was really nice I think afterwards we also went to um, Hollywood Sun is famous for like finding the most bespoke like shishi coffee shops ever anywhere and of course he like found one we went and like got like fancy coffee afterwards and i think mr miyamoto even bought some coffee to take oh back, wow um some like nice. beans yeah. or whatever so it was like fun and then we had to go back to yeah. the bowels of the lacc we did were, he get like, to yeah. finish his food he did he did we, we were done we were like okay. we were just hanging out we All were like right. eating fries and just yeah, like, chatting yeah. and stuff did he he is very gracious with like people who want an autograph yeah like there are some people who'd be like no i don't do that or no yeah, i'm busy like I'm busy. he'll definitely yeah. do it which is why it can be dicey in those situations where people are hounding him because he's just like well those people are mean i gotta do it no but i feel awful. like he i feel like he would just do it I know if there was did. not that the people like saying like we gotta go no i feel so bad and that it's, that it's not like the, yeah it's just him being genuinely I hate, I hate, I hate wa- wanting to do it mad at them still um so yeah, yeah. But those high school students were not like that at all. They were super polite. I mean, he, they they just were like in awe of him. And just like, is that moment where, you know, when you used to read like that stuff in People Magazine where it's like celebrities, they're just like us. Yeah. They do laundry and eat hamburgers and like whatever. It was like that moment for those high school kids. They were like, wow, like this like legend is just like wow. sitting in a place where we have lunch, right? you know, um, during our lunch break from school, just like eating a hamburger, yeah. just like us, like this is incredible. You That's know? cool that, that so, cool. so many people recognized him. Oh yeah, I mean, there's a chance yeah. nobody. I mean, different different people like different things. There's a chance none of those yeah. kids knew about. I think he liked it because they were like younger people yeah. too. So he was like, oh, that's cool. You right. know, like I'm 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 cool. Like yeah. taking some photos with these yeah. people. Yeah. Um, the, the other funny thing that happened after that that sort of in and out trip, I think they got wind of like. We can't we can't let him out uh, <laughs> anymore. So instead of like letting us go to In and Out for next E threes, they just brought the in, they had an In and Out food truck. Yeah. Which actually this was pretty cool. They had an In and Out food truck that would come um, sort of to the back of right. the LACC where right. we would set up our booth and stuff, and you can get your hamburger there. But I think it's because they were like, wait a second, why did he leave for like six hours that day? <laughs> Where'd he go? Yeah. We can't, can't let that happen again. We'll just bring the hamburgers to him so he can stay in the LACC. Well, now I'm getting hungry. Thanks for nothing. I don't want to Two-hour podcast to I'm go here before I can eat really something. really bad. Yeah, um, whenever, I, whenever I see that in and out or whenever I have it in and out, I, I always think about him. Yeah. I'll, always. And then yeah. you, you had like tweets that were going out of like, here he is in and out. I think, I'm sure our legal team would have a conniption fit. Of like, we're not, we're not sponsoring in and out. We're not condoning in and out. You have just revealed his location. I know, yeah. I know. We were, we were like, this is like simpler time, 2015, simpler time, simpler time. <laughs> just we could, tweet it. <laughs> we could just do it. Like, I was like 
taking photos. He was like <laughs> handing I, these photos, or he was like posing with yeah. his hamburger. It was hilarious. Um, yeah. Anyways, it was it was great, and that those are the moments you know with these developers that you think like I can't believe I'm sitting at an In and Out eating hamburgers and just shooting the breeze. With yeah, the that's where you really get to know them and yeah. form a relationship. It's true. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And so it's, again, it, it just makes it feel really nice that we got to see him again and, and got and got to just tell him, you know, congratulations on such a huge accomplishment um, with the movie. And it feels nice to, to know that, like, those relationships meant something, you know? Yeah. So. Final, we love you, Mr. Miyamoto. You're the best. Funnily, I also took uh, a developer to in, in and out It was Yuji Hori. Oh, he likes hamburgers I, too. That's true. <laughs> I mean, you can get good hamburgers in Japan, but I think there's Moss something River? about the mystique of, you know, America and hamburgers. Yeah. Um, nobody recognized him there. Oh, he's Yuji Hori is not a household name or face yet. Yeah. yeah. Still time. Still time. For our guy. <laughs> Time. Still Get time. Get out there with a the slime, you Dragon, Dragon Quest, what are we on, 12, 13? Whichever one's <laughs> no, next. Way yeah. more than that. Dragon Quest. Isn't it? Aren't we up to like 16? You're thinking of Final Fantasy. No, I'm thinking of Dragon Quest. Mm, let's move on <laughs> before you step in it. All right, we are on to our Never a Minute segment. We have passed the first three months of the year. JFM. JFM, as they say. Um, we thought it would be nice to just... Look in, kind of do a, a quarter year look in at our game of the year. That's a year long thing. How is it shaping thing. up? Yeah. How is it shaping up? Are there any games that have really stood out to us? Yes. Yeah. Uh, any big gaps mm -hmm. that we have? We have been keeping the Rogers Base TM official <laughs> game tracker. <laughs> yeah. Uh, which is a great thing to do. This I, is I, the first year that I've done this yeah. for myself. And I'm so glad that we're doing sort of a a check-in because sometimes I get to the end of the year and I'm like, what in the world happened? Exactly. I literally cannot remember what I had for breakfast today, yeah. so I don't know. Right. So now we have a great, we're good at record keeping now. Yeah, recommend it if you, if you really are serious about yeah. keeping track of everything that you, you should played. Because be. otherwise yeah. you will forget something. I have notes too, so it's like I can go back to those notes and be like, oh yeah, that's how I felt right. when I beat that game. Or right. like, that's right. how right. I felt about that game, so it's great. So, obviously, too early to say anything is, you know, definitively, mm -hmm. oh, this is game of the year, or this is winning this category. Yeah. But what and you squeaked in, you beat Resident Evil 4 Remake yeah. over the weekend, so you can squeak that one well, in. Well, that's a Q2. When did that come out? Did that come out in March? March. Yeah, we'll talk about that, too. Um, so, yeah, what, what are your big impressions of the first three months of the year, now that you're looking back? You know, I always have this, like perception that the first few months of the year will be slow yeah. for some reason. Like I just feel like, oh, you know, after the big holiday sort of run, everyone's gonna get a little break the first couple months. But I'm always like, that's not true, actually, at all. Yeah. There's tons of games now that come out in that first three months three, four months of the year, and yeah. I'm like, there's oh. always, There's always... There's always some dark horse. There's always that games never... that get delayed out of the holiday. Yeah. And then there's also always games that people try and put at the end of the fiscal year. Right, right. And I just always get like, I don't know why, I should probably stop being surprised by this, but I'm always surprised like, oh yeah, this game is coming out. This first half of the year, I will say that there's a lot of games that were not on my radar, mm. or games that I just had a really bad, like... Um, I, I was like, this is this game's gonna be bad, <laughs> and I'm not gonna play it. That you didn't play. Um, that I thought I wouldn't play, but then was like convinced other were otherwise. Oh, oh I'm interested so about that. So it's kind of interesting. It's like I had gone into 2023 thinking 
eh, not that many stuff coming out in the beginning of the year. I'll probably just kind of like take it easy until Tears of the Kingdom, do a little here and there or whatever. Well, the first part of the year was really slow. I remember in January, we were like, hey, there's nothing happening. Yeah, until Fire Emblem came out, I think. Fire Emblem. We, well, we, we played like Fire Emblem out yeah. of boredom because we were like, there is nothing right. to play. Right. We're gonna, we weren't going to play Fire Emblem, now we're going to play Yeah, it. so it was kind of like the first couple weeks were like mop-up for whatever you whatever were playing, you were over, playing the, over, over the break, the break. from yeah. the big holiday games. Exactly. Yeah. But then, it like, then, so Like a Dragon would be the first one that I was like, I did not know this game was coming out yeah. at all. And then I played it, beat it, and was like, this game is awesome. Like, game of the year contender. Right. Which was kind of cool. Yeah. Like, just to have that, like, unexpected twist mm -hmm. from, like, I love um, the the Yakuza franchise, obviously, and I just not have this game on my radar. So mm -hmm. now I'm like, wow, that's really, that's really cool, you know, like, that we had that fun surprise. Um the other one for me that I think was just like, I took an L on this for sure because I just did really thought this game was going to be terrible, which now is like one of my favorite games that I've played this year is Hogwarts Legacy. Yeah. I beat that game as well. Like I just, I went into it, like when I saw the game being announced all through what they, what they showed for that game, I was like, this game is going to be terrible. Six out of 10, like really bad. Um, Boy, was I wrong about that. So um, I'm so glad I was wrong because this game turned out to be just a, such a cool experience for a fan of that universe. And yeah, I loved it. Like I, this, is, this is my current game of the year. So something wow. needs to knock it off to, I'm sure, Tears of the Kingdom. Yeah. Right? But um, something <laughs> needs to knock that game off the number one seat right now because I was like shocked by yeah. how much yeah. I loved it. I would say for me... The three most memorable games have all been remakes. So you oh, got wow. Like a Dragon is a remake, remember? True. It never came out yeah. here. So it's it's remakes that don't feel like remakes sort of at new. all, which is kind of incredible. Um, Metroid Prime, which I, I didn't finish that, honestly. Mm -hmm. Oh yes. And then Metroid Resident Prime. Evil 4. Those are all remakes. Yeah. Um, wow. So what, that, a, what a year. That is such an interesting trend. And we've been talking about this in, in previous weeks of how does a remake factor into a game of the year conversation? Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm, I'm over that. I think it absolutely can stand Deserves it. Yeah. on its own. Yeah. Um, especially when it's doing new things, having a very yeah. light touch in, and the game was so good to begin with and you're, mm -hmm. and you're delivering it to an entirely new audience. So that's really the trend of these first couple of months for yeah. me. Oh, interesting. Um, I did play, you know, you know, there's stuff like, um, Blanc, which we played, I think that's a great looking game. That's a really unique game. Mm -hmm. um, Hi-Fi Rush, that was a game that didn't really click with me, but I, try that game. but I think has a lot of merits. I think it looks great. I have a feeling that that will be on a lot of other people's game yeah. of the year lists. I think so. Um, so that was a nice surprise. Um, I've also been tracking like some of the, the demos that I've played because yeah. it's like, well, maybe I'll go back and I'll play the full game, but if not, I got kind of a feel for it. So like, for example... I'm probably never going to play Octopath Traveler too. No, but I played. But I played enough to know, like, okay, this belongs this is... in the best music category. Yeah. Easy. Okay. Yeah. That... So you, you get a taste of it. Right. Yeah. Right. Right. For, versus just like, well, maybe it was cool, maybe it wasn't. It's like this is a very easy way for me to just get a taste. Yeah. Of these games. Do you feel like, and I feel like this a little bit, um, besides Blanc um, and Storyteller, I haven't played a lot of indie games this first yeah. quarter of the year. <clears throat> 
And usually I'm like very into sort of like dual wielding the games. Like I'll, I'll have like a big meaty right. game like Resident Evil 4 or, or Hogwarts Legacy or whatever that I'm playing. And then on the side I'm playing like... Oh, you're like bedtime my game? My little bedtime game. Yeah. And I haven't had as, as many options, which was... Yeah. I, I was When I was looking back, um, that was a little disappointing. Like I was like, oh... Yeah, where, where are the where are the bedtime where are the cozy games? That's a good point. Yeah, I think you're right. I think there have not been the just very steady rush of of indie games. Yeah, would you say High Five Rush is an indie game? No, no. right? Okay. No. Um, yeah, it feels like we're due for yeah. for some big there hasn't been like drop a, of those or, yeah. or like an indie direct or, or, or just something like an indie game that's broken out into like mainstream conversation yeah. like, like you sometimes there's like a hades that well, that, yeah. that one is yeah. a little bit more than just some indie games silk song oh boy still time for silk still, song this year still, no. still time <laughs> shadow drop shadow drop where is that tomorrow um is there anything in q1 that you feel like you really just missed of like oh gosh when when we look back at the story of 2023 i have this big hole with this game or this thing i think it's going to be bayonetta origins for me because i think oh. i think i mean that, that game kind of has come and gone and well, the thing with that game is here's here's my problem with it or my 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 issue is that Bayonetta has never been a franchise that's really connected with me in yeah. any sort of significant way. Like I know there's such a core passionate fan base for this game, but I just as much as I want to love it, I can't get yeah. on board. Bayonetta Origins from what I've seen and from what you've told me cuz I know you played the demo is I think my kind of game. Like that kind I think of it like is too. I think, story I think like booky it. kind right. of like slower pace. Like that is like my favorite kind of genre almost. So I feel like I've missed the boat on that a little bit. Maybe I can get get a chunk of time where I can play it. I don't know when. I'm looking at this list of Q2 games you have in our document and I'm like getting Well, just really play the nervous. demo. I know, but I don't have time right now. Demo's like two so hours long. Resident Evil. I just if I don't have time. Anyways, but I think that might be one that I may regret later if I don't get to All it. All right. How um, about you? I feel pretty you feel caught good? up. Again, playing those demos helps because yeah. 80 hours of Octopath Traveler 2 <laughs> is a lot to ask. It's true. Uh, I, I, I mean, that's a game that I would love to play if I had the time. If you had 80 hours. But I just yeah. don't, and, it, and, and it, yeah. it would mean that I'm missing out on a lot of other games that right, I would want to play. So it's hard. You can't do it, yeah. I did just get, and I, I don't know if this will make a huge difference or not, but I did just get codes for this last round of Playdate games that That's they put out. Too. I've been really they did do a big update on the Playdate where they added a game store and they have like mm -hmm. a whole new wave of games that they did. Yeah. I need to get back um, with that. Those were pretty hit or miss with me, those games. Yeah. But the ones that hit, like I did really like and I do still think about those. Yeah. So that is a really unique sort of game that you're not going to get anywhere else. Mm -hmm. Um, and now I have the Steam Deck, so I, I do have one game on the Steam Deck. I'm, I'm going to talk about it. You in got the, a lot of options in the what day. we're playing, and that's what I've been doing still. Is like, what are the games that are not on on Switch or any other platform yeah. that I that I want that are on the Steam Deck? So that's that's an ongoing process mm -hmm. for sure. Yeah, yeah. And then I, I just feel like moving into some of the next quarter games that were. What? Might be excited, but the list is well, getting Q2 is pretty a, long. Q two is going to be a, scary. It's a bloodbath. I did not Something realize. Needs to go. I, I just did this. I was like, you know, there's, I think there's a bunch of games that I want to play in Q two, yeah. and I wrote them down. So let me just go through just what go I wrote down. Them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. These are, and these are mildly in chronological order. 
Final Fantasy Pixel Remaster, Advance Wars 1 Plus 2, Minecraft Legends, Star Wars Jedi Survivor, Tears of the Kingdom, Lego 2K Drive, Street Fighter 6, Diablo 4, and Final Fantasy 16. There's so many like huge games. Those like, games why are, are there three games that are going to take you like hundreds in, of hours? In the next like two and a half months, those are all going to be out. Uh-oh. <laughs> and I want to play all of those. You're going to have to Sophie's choice. What, what am I not, what am I... What am I not going to play? I'm not going to play oh, Jedi Survivor. I think Lego 2K Drive. I'm not going to play Lego 2K Drive. I'm going to... I probably... Oh, I really want to get good at Street Fighters. Advanced Wars, I think... I can just play like the first couple bit, yeah. and be like, okay, okay I, get the, I, get the I, I remember this, I like this, we'll I'll come back like to it. stream it and that's it. And I'll come back to it later. <laughs> yeah. Final Fantasy Pixel Remaster, I'm yes. doing day one. I am playing Final Absolutely. Fantasy. I'm doing a full playthrough of Final Fantasy IV before Tears of the Kingdom. Star Wars, I think I can wait until later. Yeah, I'm not going to play that one. Yeah. Um, like Minecraft Legends, I want to play that with you. I want to yeah. play the co-op mode with yeah. you. Because that would be really fun. Lego 2K, I like it. That might go on sale. I'll, I'll wait for that to go on sale, honestly. Uh, oh, yeah. That's <laughs> I'll true. wait for that. Street Fighter, Fighter 6, 6, yes, I, obviously. I do. I, but that feels to me like a game I could play on the side with something That's else. That's true. Like, like, oh, I'm doing a couple matches. you can just keep going back to it like throughout the year. You don't have to like play it all at once kind of thing. Right. Diablo 4 and 5. Uh, those you are... have to play Diablo with me. Oh, are you kidding me? Oh man, those those two those are the two really hard ones. I was hoping that one of them would get delayed. They're totally not. That was one of our predictions. I know. We were that's really that's wrong the rare that. prediction that we didn't get right. But Final Fantasy 16, of course. Of course. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> that's my answer. Is I don't Stress. I don't know. And then it's like, am I gonna be done with Tears of the Kingdom by then? No, you that's will gonna not be, be like done. A, a, gonna, a month and change. You're still gonna be fusing meat arrows for like Four or five months. Stinks. You're going to fuse so many arrows, it's going to be crazy. Well, the only thing I can hope and wish for is that the third quarter is lighter, and I can just kind of just carry, carry, carry a lot of these games yeah. over, because over. I, can't, I can't do this. I just can't. <laughs> I can't oh, ask. darn. What a first world problem. It I is. have too many games to play. Oh, no. Well, I really do remember... Like I, I'm sure somebody has quantified this, but I do remember a time when there were not this many good games no, coming out all at the same time. That's true. And like I, I can think back a long time to like when I had the Nintendo 64, and it was like, mm. oh, a game came out. Now I'm waiting six months for yeah, another you one. You have to really like milk yeah. eek it's every. Like I am squeezing every you ounce of fun. You played Mario 64 yeah. like three. That's what I did. Times. That's yeah, what I, I did. Know, I did that too. Uh, but not with Mario 64. Especially but, yeah, in this generation, that, yeah. it just feels like. You're just, it's the non-stop. options are. Right, right. It's crazy, but also it, it's like, it is like a, kind of like a conundrum. It's like, are we leaving enough room for people to like truly enjoy and and have a moment with each of these games? That's like, why I thought, you know, the Diablo 4 and Final Fantasy, some, somebody would blink and just be like, yeah, these, these are- like playing like chicken these with might each other? Be, <laughs> these might be drawing from similar audiences. Yeah, they're, you know, they're both RPGs. Like power and, forward we might be losing players to that. I know. So let's pick a better time. Yeah. But no. It's it's rough because like you kind of, it would be great if like we can all just play Tears of the Kingdom all together and then we can all have great, you know, hey, did you know conversations about it? Like I do kind of miss that a little bit. That's why I, it's fun when everyone like jumps on one game, like when we had like the Elden Ring phenomenon or like the Breath of the Wild phenomenon. Right. So it, it's harder and harder to have that kind of moment, though. So 
I do wonder what that means and, and how that kind of goes goes with your enjoyment and, and the longevity of, of these games. Like a lot of times I think people just, it's like a flash in the pan. You know, you play it and then you're like done. You're off to the next thing. Yeah. So. Uh, well, fortunately in Q1, we did get a, a strong Bodhi contender in like a Dragon Ishin. Oh. So you got to keep track of that too. That, that's on the top. Knock that off that's, the list. That's someone, the final someone. word on the first quarter. That's true. <laughs> Let's move on to the games we're playing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, we got some different. Oh, I, I wrapped up Final, or excuse me, Resident Evil Four last I, night. I'm doing pretty good too. I'm, you, I'm you've been powering through. What chapter are you on? I believe I'm on chapter eleven. Okay, and there are fifteen. And then I what, or was boss. it sixteen? Sixteen. I kept telling you. I know, every day I kept you're giving like, you bad information. You're like, Chapter 12 is the last chapter, and then there was like the next day. Chapter 15 is the last chapter, and then the next day. Chapter 16 no, So I left. think it's 16 I'm chapters. I'm like, can you please stop telling me wrong things? <laughs> Fake news. Those, uh, 13, 14, and 15 long. are pretty big, long chapters. Okay. Some of them, so or most of them so far, have felt very like short yeah. to me. Yeah, like, they're, they're very fast. They tend to be like an hour. Yeah. Or, or less. Or less. It's like, oh, right. this chapter's over. So it really, Jeez, mo it really okay. moves. The Great. pacing is good. The one-liners in this game. I really miss the early 2000s one-liners. Maybe this would be a great game for us to do uh, voice acting for. We I could, totally I could be Leon should. and you could be Ashley. I would love I, to I be, be Ashley yeah. to your Leon. We yeah. should do that. Um, yeah, some of the one-liners, though. It's like such like a, like, you know those action movies we right. used to watch back in those days? Like, I kind of miss it. I know, like, it's hard to do that now. You don't get, like, canceled or whatever. It's like, this is not a world we can live in now. You get canceled for saying hasta la vista? Like, I don't what? know. It was like, oh, are what? you, are you, like... Some Duke Nukem or something. Creating like, the different... I don't know. There's... People are sensitive, okay? I don't... I'm not the one, okay? I don't know. But it's like, he has such great... It's like, it's amazing. Yeah. Like, I'm, I'm laughing, like, the whole time. It's great. What I realized in the second half of this game is I absolutely did Do not, not remember, remember anything. anything that happened in the second half of this game. I think my memory starts to really fall apart after the lake part. That part, I yeah. was like, oh yeah, the thing in the lake. I remember that. I and remember like, there was a pretty big change of scenery once you get out of the castle, and it's like you're in yeah. kind of like a more like industrial lab yes, type yes, thing. Yes, yes, The castle was a little familiar. Right. Like, but there were a castle. lot of moments where I would do something in the remake, and I would say, well, that's not what happened at all. And then you like, they completely back. changed it. And I went back and looked at a walkthrough of the GameCube. Exactly no, it, it is pretty much exactly yeah, the same. Is so, just totally whoa, weird. that's wild. <laughs> like, I don't remember this. Well, it's been like 20 It's years. been a long time, to like, be fair. What can you remember from 20 yeah. And this is not a game ago. that I was like replaying year right. early. Yeah, so exactly. I was, I was really relying on that 20-year-old memory. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I, I do remember the first half of that game very well. Though. Yeah, that, that first village That's very iconic. part yeah. with like the whole, the Blake thing. Right. And then that, that, yeah, I remember that pretty clearly as well. Yeah. So none of that really like surprised me, but. Yeah, yeah. Um, this game is pretty, Pretty darn close to perfect, I would say. Yeah. And, and again, it's in a lot of ways that I think are very hard to put your finger on, and I think speaks to how they've had a challenge to recapture the magic of this game. Yeah. It's like, do you know how you did this? Did yeah, it, just happen? it is really hard because it's like it's a game that appeals to so many different people. I think is one of the one of the really unique and fun things about it is like you and I are noted chickens. Like we are scared of everything. <laughs> Especially me, um, and we don't typically like play these kinds of games. No. But I'm having the time of my life. Yeah. Like it's scary, but in like the kind of a fun way. And so it really like captures like that survivor horror adventure vibe. Like it balances that like perfectly. I think yeah. it's pretty hard to 
to do that mm-hmm. with, um, with other with the other Resident Evil games. I don't think they've really been able to nail yeah. that. Yeah, it's just a combination of all of the factors put together. Yeah. Um, and yeah, it's like, would, would I say I'm a Resident Evil fan? Absolutely not. No. But this is just the game that where they hit on like yeah. everything that works for me and apparently works for a lot of other people. Exactly. And so many other people really like Love this. Love this game, yeah. Um, it's, it's, it's also the rare game that I've played you know, well, well, well after the fact where I'd actually like elevated in my mind because for after I played the GameCube version, I was like, oh, that's probably a top 10 all time game for me. Yeah. But over the years, I thought, well, it's getting bumped by other stuff. It's mm-hmm. like maybe it's in like the top 25 now. Yeah. And remember, I did have, I did play the Switch version, which was a very straight port that they released. Oh, yeah. And I didn't play it for very long. I was kind of like in between games. I was like, oh, I'll just fire this up. And I kind of didn't love it. I was like, oh, this is getting a little... It's a little rough. Feeling a little clunky. Yeah. Um, not really working for me. But now that I've gone through this remake, it's like, oh, it's... It's, it's back in the top. Solidly in the top ten. Yeah. I need to write this top ten list down. We need to do, this, we need to do a whole segment <laughs> yeah. on this soon yeah. of our re-shifted top ten Our 2023 list. top ten list. Because that's going to be different. It's and totally it's fine for your different. list to change. Exactly. You change as right, people, so right. your list. So maybe will doing change. it annually is the way to go. Yeah, and just see what things are b- being bumped for other yeah, things. Yeah, I mean, things are going to come out that's going to like take take the place of other things. Right, right. Um, yeah, I would say the other thing about this game that just makes it feel just I don't know, like really good, is like all the characters are so well done, like. Obviously, Leon and, and Ashley and whatever are like great, but even like the, Ramon. Okay, Ramon is good in his own. Little, I do. I do that like little freak Ramon. A little freak. A little <laughs> freak his, in nature. What's his deal? Ramon. Um, <laughs> but even like the enemies and all that stuff, like the way they do it is like, it's like you're scary. Like yes, if I saw like some occult like crazy person in a in a church speaking Spanish and like zombified, like that would scare me. But also it's like kind of funny. I don't know. Like how are they yeah. how are they doing that? Yeah. But like. It just feels, or like that, like Rasputin guy. It's like this is actually pretty scary, mm-hmm. but also like, why are you Rasputin? This yeah. is hilarious, right. you know. So like the way that they balance those characters, like it's really good. Like I don't know how they they've done. They've never done that again in another Resident Evil game. They're just terrifying. They're yeah. terrible. Yeah. And I don't like them. One other like really small detail that I liked a lot in the in the remake specifically, and this is this is only gonna be on PlayStation 5, is like the way they've used the triggers with the different guns. Oh my gosh, it's so good. Like, like you would think like, oh, like Call of Duty has like a satisfying way to shoot a gun or anything like that. But it's like this game has like the most satisfying. It's so satisfying. Like the way with the, when you switch to a shot from a shotgun like to a sniping or like a rifle. Yeah, or rifle. Like you really have to like pull that trigger. It feels like so good. And yeah. There are moments where it's like a beating heart in your hands. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. Like yeah. that feels, they really do some cool things with that DualSense controller. Like yeah. that is what, that controller shines in that way for sure. Right, right. Um, so I, yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't really have too much more to say about it other than it's incredible. Okay. That's it. Yeah. I'm going to beat it hopefully in the next couple of days. <laughs> well, you're Why going, are you so, so you're going on, you're, you're, you're doing this to yourself again. So you're going on a trip. You pro- probably set some artificial deadline of I need to finish this game before I go on Can this I trip. Can I remote play this game in my, on my trip? Um, probably. Maybe. What is it? Do you have an pl- airplane game? See, this is my Bayonetta, my Bayonetta Origins maybe, demo. Maybe that's that. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's actually not a bad idea. I should probably just download you that. do that, yeah. Yeah, because I do need an airplane game. I was going to bring the play date. 
Okay. Um, which is great for traveling. Yeah. It's so teeny. Um, but yeah. There you go. I don't think you're going to finish this game in whenever you're leaving. But good luck. You don't you want love me to, to tell You love to tell yourself that you will. Uh, the other game that I played, this is, this is the Steam Deck game that I was talking about, is a demo for a game that's not out yet called Tiny Thor. Oh. I guess this is coming out so soon. They said this quarter. And I think this is coming to a lot of other platforms as well. I think, I think it's coming to Switch and maybe some others, but definitely, definitely Steam Deck and Switch. And this is a 2D platformer where you play as like a kid version of Thor. Okay. But you get the hammer... And you can really like aim the hammer very precisely. It's like a Yoshi egg. And then it like ricochets like oh. all over all sorts of different things. So oh. it, the Yoshi egg comparison is actually not bad because okay. in, a, in like a Yoshi like a Yoshi game like you throw the egg. And yeah, you some, can like kind of sometimes you, have a you little need reticle. It, uh, yeah, yeah, like you. It's not the thing where it's the Yoshi thing where it's going up and down and yeah. you kind of choose it. Like you actually like aim exactly where you want it okay. to go. But yeah, like you use it to hit enemies, you use it to clear out stuff in the way, you use it to get treasure. It's just a pretty creative That's way to cool. do it. And it it's a it good idea. It feels really good. Um, has really good music from what I've seen. Um, you know, only played a little bit from the demo. Um, but yeah, I, I really liked it. Awesome. Yeah. I'm glad you're using your Steam Deck. I am. Okay, yeah. good. Not going to waste it's a really expensive doorstop. I'm just kidding. And then um, you have one here. I'm very excited to see you watch the Tetris movie. I did. Well, I watched half of the Tetris. Oh, movie. you did what I do. I the movie is a two hour movie. It's not oh, like really? the Mario movie that's like an hour yeah. and twenty minutes. Um, but uh, yeah, I it's been just it's been on my list for like yeah. again one of those things where it's like where am I going to find like two hours to watch right. this movie? Um, but yes, I finally got around to watching. I'm going to finish it tonight. I think good. Um, it is so much fun. Hmm. Like, I know this is not real. You know, like, again. Well, some of it's real. Well, I mean, it's based on a true story, obviously. But Tetris exists. Tetris, Tetris exists. is real. Um, and it, it, it's highly dramatized. Sure. You know, obviously, you know, the guy is going to, like, the KGB, whatever. Like, yeah. that, that is highly, highly, highly dramatized. But the way that they, they um, kind of, again, it's one of those things where, like, if you love video games, the way that they're doing very, like, fun video game things like they they kind of split the movie up into different levels like little uh, chapters like level one level two they have these great interstitials when you know he's traveling from japan to russia or from japan to america to go to nintendo there's these like really cute little 8-bit interstitials that they do to really like get you into the gaming mindset um so they're Right in the very beginning of the movie, he goes and visits uh, Nintendo headquarters in Japan because mm -hmm. he's living in Japan. Um, this will be a different story time. I can tell you right now, that office does not look like that. Oh. <laughs> Nintendo headquarters is all wrong. <laughs> but it was fun to see like their imagination of what Nintendo headquarters looks like in Japan. And they also go to Nintendo of America. It could have been special consultants for them. I mean. We're available. He was in the top floor of Mr. Yamuchi. I have been up there, so I could have been a consultant. That not accurate. Mm. Their their characterization of Mr. Yamuchi is pretty awesome, though. Okay. Very fun. Yeah. Um, did you get the feeling the people making this movie 
like knew a little bit knew enough about games like have there been any like really cringy like Not at all. game over man like no no actually i feel like the people that made this movie must have some sort of like programming background or oh. game development background cuz they do a lot with like sort of they have a, a really cool um relationship between uh hank hank rogers the guy that's like the main character yeah. and the, the person that made like the creator of tetris like yeah. they have a moment together where they're really like kind of sort of looking at the development of tetris like programming uh -huh. it and they also have a great moment with howard lincoln yeah. and uh arakawa right and nintendo of america where they're looking at the, the game boy and they have a moment where they're like really talking like shop you know okay. about the game boy oh, that's so good. i'm like Oh wow! Like they talk about like dot matrix and like that, like how this all, like how the production of it all works. So it is like either they somebody knows about it or someone researched it really well. Like that part of it, I thought was really well done. All right, well that's good. That was one of the sort of latent worries I had was if they're sensationalizing no. so much of this, they could be like, eh, the details don't matter. Like it's it's just gonna be no no a zany thing. Yeah, there's some zany parts. Like, there's some real weird, like, stuff that happens when he goes to Russia. I'm like, oh, um, that cannot be real. Yeah. Like, literally is just dramatized, you right. know? Um, but, no, overall, it's it's a really fun movie. It's, a like, they do a really good job. Is it a nonstop thrill ride? <laughs> <laughs> Are you trying to get on the poster? 10 out of 10. <laughs> exhilarating thrill ride. Is it an exhilarating romp? <laughs> In a non-stop thrill ride. of Tetris. <laughs> <laughs> I give it two thumbs up. I'm just kidding. Um, but yeah, it's really, you should watch it. It's really good. Yeah, I, I, I will watch this movie. I just need to... I, well, this is actually a good time for me to do it because I have like a week of not really playing anything yeah. substantial until uh, Final Fantasy Pixel comes out. So yeah. I'll, I'll probably watch it this week. It's nice because it, it did make me realize that in the span of just of the early part of this year, as we're talking about like the first quarter and yeah. stuff, like not only were we treated to so many wonderful games to play, like, man, we're, we're really treated to like lots of cool entertainment things too. Like we've had obviously the, the great Mario movie and then we have the Tetris movie, Last of Us, which I did not watch, but everyone loved. So I'm, I'm guessing that that was a thumbs up from people. Um, all my friends that are like not even video game fans, watched Last of Us and was like, oh. it made me want to play Last of Us just to know what really? happens. Yeah, there were so many people that came to me and was like, why are you not watching this show? I'm like, I'm too scared. Um, and then like, yeah, there's like, you know, there's just been so, I read that great book too about video games. Right. It's like, not really a boon day for video games. Like we're just yeah. having a nice like. Well, unless you're reviewing the Mario movie. Well, then you're dead inside. So. <laughs> Maybe you're maybe the same people reviewing the Mari movie are the same people driving the, the Teslas with the vanity plates. Oh. Maybe there's a correlation there. That's interesting. Yeah. Yeah, I'm going to hammer that Apple TV free trial, watch the movie, and immediately cancel it. You can do the free trial and also play a pocket card jockey. Oh, does that also get you, you a get free arcade, trial for yeah. Apple Arcade? Yeah. Well, I want to keep playing that, but then I'm gonna cancel it, so. Three months. Do you still have do you still have yours active? Really? I still play at Pocket Card Jockey every no, single day. <laughs> I can I can do without. I'm holding out for that to get a standalone release. Okay. I'm holding out. Fair. Um more on uh, movie reviews and the Mario movie, but first, got to shout out our other sponsor for this episode, which is Ewan Racing. Woohoo! And thank you, Ewan Racing, Look for giving this. us 
this beautiful new desk, which is a yeah. permanent addition to our set. We love it. Yeah, we have been using this new desk. It's literally changed our life. Like now we can put cute little things on here. Wow. We can put our stuff here. We're not using, <laughs> the little coffee table was It'll like. Have a laptop falling off of my actual lap <laughs> yeah. five times an episode. Exactly, there's more yes. leg room for you, which is good, because you're always like crunched, crunched so, into the corner. It's so true. Room. Yeah. We, you and I experience the world in very different ways. Well, yeah. Being about a, a foot or more difference in height. I'm sorry, yes. but I'm very comfortable, and you have a lot of problems. See the world from my eyes. No. Up here. Why don't you see the world from my eyes? Anyhow. Ewen Racing has a wonderful variety of gaming chairs and mm -hmm. desks. Yes. Uh, this desk in particular was very easy to put together. Very easy. I did it myself yes, in about did. 15 minutes. Yes. Uh, comes with all the tools uh, and stuff you need. Mm -hmm. You can't see it here, but along the sides, it also has yeah. these RGB lights that yes. you can turn on. So really very stylish. There's like a control stylish. panel sort of right over there. Yeah, you can activate side. it from right there. Yeah, there's little, um, like places where you, if you set it up like a gaming desk, yeah. you can do your cable management right. very easily. Exactly. Here, which is, I really like that. So. And all the Ewan Racing um, desks and chairs come in a variety of designs and mm -hmm. sizes, so you can definitely find something that fits your taste. You, yeah. Again, you've had your eye on the all pink, I do want the all pink desk pink. and chair yes. set. Give it to me. Very nice. Yeah. This, the, the desk is made really well. Yeah. Um, the top of it is sturdy. Is really nice and it doesn't. It's not getting scratched up or anything. Easy to clean. So so far we love it. And yeah, like you said, it's going to be a permanent um, part of our set. That's right. So we have a link in the description of this uh, video or podcast, uh, which you can click through and use code KK to get twenty percent off of your order. Yeah, we'll put it in the description below. Yeah. Awesome. All right. News time. News, 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 which is all about Mario movie reviews. Yeah, we're going to start with a bunch of Mario movie stuff. So, <clears throat> yeah, let's start with the reviews. We're kind of going chronological <clears throat> order here. Yeah. So before the movie came out, we know this because we were following the embargo. The embargo was the afternoon before the movie came yeah. out. Yeah. Um, the, the actual critic reviews were, I think, not what anybody expected. Right. So... In that, like right away, they were in, if, if you're using Rotten Tomatoes, they were in like the mid 40%, which is not good. And, and, and oh, people may not know how Rotten Tomatoes works. It's, it's, either, it's like, not Metacritic. It's thumbs up or thumbs down. Yeah, it's not Don't Metacritic. Don't give it like a number. It's you like, just say like rotten or not rotten. Right. So, so it's the percentage, you know, fresh. So 50, fresh, 50 yeah. or, you know, whatever percent of the people said this is a thumbs up, basically. Yeah. So um, if you're on the fence, I think as a critic, you would give it a thumbs down. Which is, I think, what happened to this poor movie. Well, this is this is your outlook as a glass half empty person. I see in life. No, it isn't. I'm a glass half full. I'm a well. If you're if you're in the middle, person. you might. I might give it a thumbs up because I'm an optimist. So don't well, say that. Well, that's not what happened here. Don't say that. Because it well, got these people, 56. percent I mean, if you read the reviews, these people hated this movie. I don't understand hated, it. Hated. They're dead inside. Is what my. So as of now, it's 56, which is still. I guess you need to get over 60 percent to get the the tomato and not the little splatted grain thing, which is strange. Uh, I don't know. Rotten? I don't like. I don't like this. Give me Metacritic. Audience score though, 96. Yeah. Audience score is at 96 percent, but yeah. The, the the actual Rotten Tomatoes score is strange because if you compare it. Like we we both were comparing it to other movies. Like, yeah. well, 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 what is the, like? We're not big movie review people. It's like, well, no. what does other stuff score? Yeah. So, first Sonic movie, sixty four. Mm. Sonic two, sixty nine. Mm. Detective Pikachu, sixty eight. This Tetris movie you're watching, eighty one. That's really good. Yeah. The Minions. We looked at well, what's Illumination? Well, Illumination stuff. Last movie, yeah. the Rise of Gru Minions, seventy. Mm -hmm. Not bad. 
Fast and Furious 9, Popcorn Junk, 60. Oh. And your favorite movie, Star okay. Wars The Rise of Skywalker, the Disney magic on Star Wars, 52. 52. That one is pretty bad. I think that's quite charitable for that movie. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but yes, the audience score is at 96%. What, what what do you think happened here? Well, I think that these critics are going in to this, not understanding that they're going in to watch a Super Mario Brothers movie. Like, let's, let's set our expectations here, people. You're going in to watch a movie that's not going to be like, you know, like Scorsese's next hit. Like, you're not watching like... Pulp Fiction or whatever it is. You know, you're going to go in to watch a Super Mario Brothers movie. The expectation is that it's going to be fun. It's going to make you happy. It's going to showcase characters. Well, nobody wants that. Everyone just wants to, like, wallow in the misery of human society forever. We want that. Great. That's not art. Fun? Are you joking? It makes me so mad, honestly. I'm just like... When you gave this game a nine, or this this movie a nine and a half. I I just don't understand why a movie being lighthearted, fun, just like every time I've seen this movie, and I've seen it three times, people have come out of this theater with a giant smile. Everyone has come out of this theater with a giant smile on their face. Everyone has... I've, I've heard other people's conversations that's like, oh my gosh, what if, you know, I... I felt like a kid again when I was watching this movie or like I can't I was so happy to share it with my kid and he he loved it and like p- little kids were singing the superstar song like running out of the movie theater you know like if that doesn't count for something what the heck are we doing one of the right? common less vitriolic criticisms I saw and I want to know what you think of this was if you don't know much about Mario or you you don't you just flat out don't really know anything about Mario you're not gonna understand it I mean the story is pretty simple so even if you don't know much about Mario you might not understand it but I think that that was what where a lot of other reviewers like really came down hard on this movie is like the story is too simplistic. It doesn't have a lot of depth. It feels empty and hollow. It's just like fan service with Easter eggs. I suppose if you have no prior relationship with Nintendo or Mario at all, you might not have those moments of joy that you and I or a Nintendo fan would have looking, spotting all these Easter eggs and seeing your favorite characters portrayed in, in a fun way. So sure, maybe that's the case. But even so... You're going into a movie where there's like jokes that are pretty universal. There are there's a storyline that's pretty easy to follow. Like, what's the deal? What's the problem? <laughs> I, I really didn't get the criticism of it just being of there being too many references mm-hmm. because you've got, you know, 30 whatever years of material right. that this is based on. Yeah. And none of it is like, oh, if you don't understand this reference, you're not going to understand the movie. It's all kind of hidden in the background. Yeah. For you're fans, still watching the story. For fans like, to see and enjoy. And if you don't, like, yeah. it, doesn't, it doesn't matter. Yeah. But I, I saw some people getting really mad about that. Of like, this is just, you know, there's no con- there's no actual material to this. It's just fluff that was to get fans happy. That I was really curious about, too. Like, there were so many of the, the bad reviews that really focused on, like, this this movie has no substance. It's just, like this like sort of like roller coaster ride that it's like a thrill like yeah. for one time or like it's like eating a bunch of candy instead of eating a real meal like you eat the candy and like you're hungry later yeah. but it's like 
But don't you have fun when you're on the roller coaster? Don't you have fun when you're eating the candy? Right. Like, couldn't you just see it as that experience? Like, no, it's not like Godfather, where it's like a steak dinner, you know? But it's like, yes, it is like, you know, fun, and it's like fun in the moment. So it's kind of sad that critics can't like compartmentalize yeah, it like that yeah. I guess for me like that's what I'm do what I'm doing like that's why I think this movie is good so you know? gave it a nine and a half I gave it a nine yeah I to be clear like I'm not expecting I'm like why why isn't the average review a nine like I I can see no. why people might want to drop it lower but but some of those reviews seem to be gleefully mean yeah, about there's it. somebody gave it like a 23 or something like that percent that I saw and like the review yeah. itself was like Pure like Really harsh. Really, but it was really like harsh. A, a, it was like the San Francisco Chronicle, which I'm mad at because I live in San Francisco and you cannot give it a 23. I will come after you. So the, the, <laughs> the thing that happened that I said would happen happened. I went to go see my mom yesterday and she she waved, oh no! she waved the newspaper at me. said, look, they wrote about the Mario movie in, in the Chronicle. And it was, that, that Chronicle guy well, was bad. This was not, so this paper was weird. I looked at it and it was about, this was a full page article and they were oh, like. not the review. No, they said, there have not been a lot of Mario movies. There hasn't been one since the 90s. Yeah. Here are several fan-made movies that you might enjoy. I was like, oh, the Chronicle's going to get sued by Nintendo. Oh, no. <laughs> They're going to get ninja'd. The Chronicle, What a though. weird article. But, yeah, she was waving it in my face. Blah, blah, blah. That guy gave it a 23. <laughs> who is he? Well, who cares? I mean, I really got the feeling that a lot of these people had not been exposed to video games or Mario or Nintendo. Like, Have they not been since exposed they saw, to any kind of fun ever? Since they saw it in a Sears catalog in 1988. What happened like, to that you was it. as a child? And they were just like, nope, I hate this, never again. And they just like haven't had to think about it or be exposed to it. Who which has is, hurt you? Which is interesting. Reviewers. And yeah, I, I just found some of the reviews to be to really go out of their way to be mean-spirited. Yeah. Uh, but guess what? It doesn't matter because the movie made, made bank. Yeah, made and there was it's so so much money. It's so interesting to see the video game community like try and follow along with the movie industry, which we don't know anything about. We cannot to be follow. extremely clear. Yeah, because like, why is there a new projection coming out literally every thirty minutes? I know. And everyone's like, "Yay, it did the thing!" And then, oh, it's it happened again. Like, <laughs> what, what's going on now? <laughs> I know it's like up and down, and it's like, oh, wait, this is not the right. This is not the real number. And this I is really. I really don't get how they can project the day without the day happening. Well, they looked at the day before, Because, right? like, Sunday morning, they were like, well, it's broken the weekend records. Like, well, Sunday hasn't happened. Well, just, it's just going to keep going up, though. If but how do you know? If you already broke... It's going to go down. They had a very specific number. I mean, I guess you can pre-buy I mean, pre oh, pre tickets. Pre but, I mean, not everybody. You don't have to do that. You can walk up and it's buy a crazy. ticket. It's crazy. It's crazy that, that. The, 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 you know, best... Some of these stats are, like, insane. Like, best right. ever global launch for an animated movie. Right. So, so let's go through best some of these. Best five-day launch ever. The five-day opening, it made $377 million worldwide. Mm. $205 million of those were domestic, domestic in the yeah. United States. My projection was one twenty-five. Yours was one fifteen. So blew it out of the water. I, I mean, but, but those were very aggressive projections when we I made know. them. Like, I know. Some people were saying like you're crazy. Oh, some people were like, oh, it's gonna be like sixty-five right. at most. I'm like, okay. So that makes it the best ever global launch for an animated movie, beating Frozen two. Yeah. What, what happened to Frozen? Well, Frozen is a huge franchise. So Frozen two was a fantastic movie. And I think because you already have the existing fan base of Frozen 1, the expectation is that Frozen 2 is going to do Game Busters, which it did. Yeah. That beat the 
this? This is movie one. Can you imagine right. movie two? Jeez. Um, and the other little factoid was this was the best ever five-day launch. I mean, it, it was unusual for it to launch on a Wednesday. Yeah. It was, good, it was good timing because Easter weekend. it was Easter weekend. People are out. Like you were saying, it's like spring break. There were all these kids and you're in your so showing. So many kids. Yeah, perfect. So I, they, I went to a Saturday afternoon showing and it was like packed full of families. Yeah, so good, good job by to Universal yeah. to put it in the right place. Really, really smart. But I think even the most like bullish projectionists. Could not have no. anticipated this. Like this is... Incredible. But so. this is my opportunity to say that my big prediction was One this movie would make a billion dollars. Now people are saying this is a lock to make a billion dollars after this opening. Uh, I'm going on the I Was Right tour for six months <laughs> after it hits a billion dollars. So you'll be doing this by yourself. Okay. See, I'll see you in six months. Okay, bye. <laughs> okay, bye. <laughs> the I Was Right tour across America. I am embarking on that. Yes. Um, You're perfectly qualified for that. Right. Probably. But wow. I mean that it was it was fun watching over the weekend so as fun. like the number yeah. like, was this a role playing game because the number just kept going up. <laughs> <laughs> watching Mario movie numbers. Oh man! So ultimately, these these <clears throat> reviews mean very little. Yeah. Because obviously, people are going to see this movie and they love this movie. Yeah. 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 But let's go back to what we're saying at the top about this being. You know, really this culmination of the plan that Mr. Iwata had yeah. a long, long time ago. Really I found, I mean, long time I mean, ago. I found this article now. This was from 2015. Yeah. Saying, Satoru Iwata says Nintendo's audience expansion could include movies and TV programs. Yeah, yeah. So this was a, a, a drum. This, is, this had always been one of his things of expanding... Expanding the gaming audience was his first thing. Yeah. And that was with Wii and DS. Right. And absolutely Successful achieved in, that. In achieving that. But it was really in the dark days of the Wii, Wii U, U yeah. and the 3DS where he kind of adjusted that to say, <clears throat> we need to leverage our IP to bring new people into, into the, the fold universe. of the Nintendo yeah. ecosystem. Yeah. And, and really interesting, I think, as we were, you know... Soaking in all of Mr. Awada's philosophies and strategies and all that stuff. Um, he was very, very much a great leader in that way where he shared his vision truly with, with everyone. And all of us were like totally on board with this. And it kind of started with, um, like he's very into like research and education. So we all read that book, the Blue Ocean book. And like that was, he like really built a foundation for us to understand his vision. Yeah. And he, he really went out of his way to like educate all of us on his belief that Nintendo is not a video game company. That really stuck with me. Like, mm -hmm. you know, you think immediately, like I'm working at a video game company. We make video games and video game consoles. But no, for him, it was, we are an entertainment company, first and foremost. Like really shifting the entire company's mindset into thinking that we're an entertainment company i think set the company up no, ma no matter how many years it took 10 plus years to where we are right now where this movie just made 377 million dollars right and one of the thoughts i had when i saw the terrible reviews was like this does really reinforce the reason why he wanted to do this whole um IP expansion, audience expansion program in the first place. Because it's easy to think, oh, everybody knows Nintendo, everybody knows Mario, most people probably like Mario, but all these reviews show 
There's That's a lot not of, the case. There's a lot of people yeah. who aren't there yet. Right. And like these are exactly the type of people who are finally getting exposed, at least, to mm -hmm. Mars. Like maybe their their first reaction to this wasn't positive, but it's the first step on a journey. Yeah. That I'm sure that's how the company sees it. Like, all right, we're gonna have more. More things are gonna happen. There are gonna yeah. be more ways that they're gonna get exposed to this and eventually we'll win them over. Right, right. And that's the whole that was the whole business model too. Like is how do we expose people? It doesn't have to be a movie. Obviously, this is one way. Obviously, it's a great way. Um, but it could be like the theme park that's available now. Yeah. So, so what were some of the big things that were part of this push? So there's obviously the theme park was, mm -hmm. I think, the first really big one that we yep. learned about. Um, movies. I mean, the movie one took a long time to materialize, but yeah. that was happening in yeah. that time right. when, when he was talking when about it. he was it. talking about it. The, um, all of the stuff with partners like Lego yeah. and all the you know, apparel and some of the other big sort of partnerships that just get, that gets your brand out in a different yeah. way yeah. was a huge part of it. And the other one, and I would say this has been the iffiest of them all, but I think if you view it strictly from audience expansion has probably been a net positive is mobile games. Yeah. Yeah. Certainly. You know, has there's not been a big hit Nintendo game like mm -hmm. they would have liked, but there's just a lot of people who aren't going to buy a dedicated gaming system right. who are going to play that way. Yeah, and you know, it's it's a smaller priority for them. I think they'll probably keep keep plugging away at it though. Yeah, um, they did acquire the D uh, the DNA company or whatever it's called, right? Uh, yeah, so, so they're, they're, they're putting resources there yeah. somewhere. Yeah. And you do have to look at it through the perspective of, you know, 2015 or, or whenever it was that all of these things were happening of like, wow, there were definitely critics of this saying like, wow, you're kind of selling out the company and its values because mm -hmm. you're in the hole. Yeah. Or so, you're not staying focused on what you do best, which is making games. Right. And that's why you're in the hole. Yeah, it's like, or, or you're negotiating from a real point of weakness. Yeah, not to, anymore, obviously. <laughs> no, yeah, obviously not anymore. Things have changed. Yeah. But yeah, I think it's important to see the contrast of where this started, where the company was like in dire, dire, dire straits mm -hmm. to where it is now, which is like potentially as strong as it's ever been and, right. and truly set up for like long-term success in all of these different businesses now. And all of that is thanks to this great, um, like audience and IP expansion. Like he saw it before. Right. It he saw it in the darkest time, which is right. what's, what's truly sort of amazing about it. And mm -hmm. and even like we talked a lot about this with when we talked about when we talked about Wii U is that like even with Wii U, like that obviously did not work and was not um, was not successful. But it was positioned less like a gaming console, more like an entertainment. Um, you know, console or, or feature. Yeah. Um, and there was like so many times where Mr. Wada's vision was like, let's message Wii U not just for playing games and for you to like watch TV and for you to do all sorts of stuff, the, the hub of the living room or whatever. So even during that same time where he was thinking about this kind of IP expansion, he was trying to like inject that even into Nintendo's core business of video games. Mm -hmm. Obviously that shifted a little bit now that we have switch in the market and it's doing its its thing it's like autopilot doing its thing there's more of a you know sort of ability to focus on these like true um ip expansion projects like a movie and a theme park and, and whatever yeah, is coming yeah. next and that's definitely also reflective of like the long-term 
vision of like, I don't know how many companies would have the appetite for, you know, an eight to 10 year plan when you're mm -hmm. like, I need money now. I'm, I'm hurting now. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Easy to make a blunder and sort of sell yourself short. Right. Um, versus waiting it out and, and putting something out when it's the right timing right, and, right. and when it, it, it you know, works the best yeah. for the company. The only, the only sad thing is he, he can't be here with us to see all of yeah. this success. That's you know, why it was so wonderful to see his name in the credits. Yes. Because this was, I, I was like hoping that they would pay some sort of homage to him because this was what he was talking about all of those years ago. And again, it's such a joyful moment to like see it all, you know, happen. And, and I know that, you know, he would be so proud. So yeah, it's really yeah. cool. Um, before we move off of the Mario movie, we do also have a great poll that we did with our Patreon subscribers. Um, we wanted to just ask them what they thought of the movie. Uh, and we asked them to rate it one through five, five being the best, one being the worst. I'll take you through what people said. 0% of people said a 1. Okay. So nobody hated it. 2% said a 2. Okay. 14% said 3. 51% said 4. Mm -hmm. And 33% said 5. Nice. Which I think, I think this... Very reasonable. Yeah, I think this r reflects a good range of perspectives um the keggers said it's a movie made for mario fans and i'm a huge mario fan definitely a five for me i don't understand the critiques on the plot it is exactly what it should be for a movie about mario loved every second of it then said i definitely thought 3.75 out of five so i rounded it up to a four for a mario movie it has everything it needed to work however there were a few small drawbacks but everything else kind of makes up for it all I can tell for sure is this is the start of something more. It can only get better from here on out since Nintendo and the studios probably knows what worked and what didn't and can work from there along with the audiences and general public's reactions from it. That's mm -hmm. a great point. That's a good point, yeah. Thomas O'Rourke said, the movie is definitely flawed, but it's so fun and exciting to watch that the flaws don't really matter to me in the end. I've seen it twice both times and I was feeling amazed when I left the theater. Mm -hmm. And finally, Mark Cruz said, it was the most fun I've ever had in the theater for me. I'm not a film cr critic. I am just me and I loved it. We're all there just me. Go. We're all just me. We're, We're all, all just, just Mark just Cruz. Yeah. <laughs> um, great. Well said. Awesome community comments as usual. Very balanced and uh, normal. Um, yeah. Yeah, but I, I think so too. I think generally the... You know, obviously the user score is very, very high for this movie. I think generally all of the people that are actually going on and watching this movie are having a good time and are enjoying it. And um, yeah, I think I think that's good. That's great to see. Yeah. Now something I'm wondering if it's going to happen is like when this movie gets to close to certain thresholds, like when it gets close to a billion or if there's if it's close to unseating something really big and notable, well, like the community band together and be like, let's get it over. Let's get it over this hump. Everyone buy it on Amazon. <laughs> like, I don't know. I don't know if the av I can't. I'm so weirded out by Avatar. <laughs> like, does anybody actually like Avatar? Yet it's made like the most money, money in like any any movie. How do we know how much money they spent on the movie? Someone said a hundred million on the Mario movie. Yeah, that's usually readily available for movies. I believe someone has said a hundred million. Yeah. So if that's the case, dang, they made it back already. You vamp for one minute. I'm going to look that up. Okay. You are looking it up. $100 I know a site that, that has that stuff. Really? Yes. What site is that? Box oh, Office Mojo. Mojo. The Box Office Mojo. So let's yeah, see what I they say. Yeah, I would love to know what they, they say this movie is. Uh, How much do they make? How much does movies cost? Right? That's interesting. They don't have it listed here. Some, you're, but you're, I, I mean, that'll definitely come out at some point. Your point about Avatar makes me think about, like, Avatar is going to cost 
a whole bunch more money to make oh, yeah. than the Mario. Oh yeah, there's it says I just googled it. It said a hundred million. There you go. So okay. All that's right. that's pretty reasonable, that's I think, for a movie reasonable. like this. How much do you think Nintendo put into it? Is it like a 50-50? I think they said it was 50-50. 50-50. So yeah. $50 million. Dollars. I don't know if that includes marketing, though. I don't know how that... How it bad? may have just been for the production of the Yeah, movie. maybe marketing was like a like extra... Like, they basically did the marketing for, I, for it. I think... Universal paid for the marketing, is my point. I think I remember hearing somebody say, and this, again, this could be totally wrong, but typically for a big movie, the marketing is about the same as the cost of the movie. Million so to market the movie. But you might go even higher if you think, like, I got a really big hit. Yeah, I mean, look at all I the mean, stuff the, that they did. They have gone wild Way over the top. With the, with the marketing for this movie. So yeah, it's, it's quite yeah. possible that it was more. Good for them. Okay, well, either case, even if the marketing was $100 million, the movie cost $100 million, so $200 yeah, million. Yeah, so now you're they, into profit. They're making profit now. Yeah, yeah right, they're, right, they're right. profitable already, so. Uh, let's get off this movie. Well, th no. there's questions from the community. No, we have more news. Oh, we have more news. Jeez. <laughs> Final Fantasy Pixel Remaster. Uh, we there you go. Part. It finally got a launch date. This, this, the the path of this game has been so it's weird. Well, as the mobile, they as somebody who the has, mobile. as somebody who has really wanted this game, watching it closely has been maddening. You're like, where is it? So, first, yes, we're we're making this game. It's going to be on PC and mobile only. Yeah. Oh, well, that makes sense to nobody but you, and maybe not even you. Great. Uh, it also had this bizarre font that everybody hated. Oh, yeah. And they the refused font. to change. Uh, they finally announced <laughs> Why it. Why did they do that? I don't know. They finally announce it for consoles. Great. I love that. And they say, okay, it's coming out in spring. We get into spring. There's no release date at all. Yeah. And But they're also doing weird stuff. They're, like, charging people. Oh, it's like, oh, yeah, they also put up, like, the physical versions on sale at, like, 1230 in the middle of the night, oh, one day, yeah. and it just like sells out while people are like asleep. Super weird. Okay. And it's like, oh yeah, we're, we're charging people's credit cards, but there's no release date. Finally, we get the date. It's April 19th, super soon. They are putting in a new font, thank goodness. <laughs> but just like, I just have to recognize like, this has been the weirdest path for a yeah. game Who in a in charge of this? I don't know. Why is it It so didn't have to be this way. It didn't have to be this way. You didn't have to make it so confusing. So who's calling the shots here? Huh? Very, I, just, very I just can't. I just... But at least it's coming now. Yes. You have a date, and there's a new font. There yes, you go. That, it all ended well, but the convoluted path it took to get here was very. And then, much but now they're also promoting like a super specific time where like it goes live. Normally it's just like, oh, it's just coming out on this day. Now they're like, oh, it's three p.m. Whatever. What? Fine. I will again. I'm getting it the moment it, yeah. it goes live, but it's been weird. Yeah. Uh, last news story. Surprising to some people, but not us. Nintendo oh, has yeah. shut down a big new Breath of the Wild multiplayer mod oh, the mods. that has like been that. going around. So this guy, uh, Point Crow, put out this mod um, in early April, basically turns Breath of the Wild into a multiplayer game. Mm -hmm. People seem to like this. People seem to say it was cool. Yeah. But surprise, surprise, uh, a few days later, he got, got hit with the copyright claims on all of his videos and stuff. Um, but he, this guy seems surprised about this. So he put out a statement saying, mm. I'm incredibly disappointed that Nintendo of America has decided to block my videos of Breath of the Wild. It's the love for the community and the innovation that we bring to it that has kept it alive and brought new people. That's gibberish. I hope you reverse your decision soon. Um, no, they won't be. 
Then he said, uh, a few days later, he says, as of now, the videos are still visible for you to watch. However, they are not monetized. Hopefully Nintendo releases these claims as I significantly transform their work and my videos are under fair use. No, <laughs> that That's just going to make them even mad. They're going to be so mad at you. Oh my gosh. I, d I don't think you have a legal ground to stand on saying I transformed no. your copywritten work. Material, and so now I can, no. so now I can do it. I don't think that works. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I, I can understand, like, he definitely, you know, has the intention of, like, I don't think it comes from, like, a malicious place, obviously. Right. He's, like, doing it because he loves Zelda. He's doing it because he wants to keep the game alive and have more people play it or, you know, it's something that's interesting to him, obviously. So it's not like he's, like rubbing his hands evilly in the corner like I want to do But I'm consistently thing, surprised but... at the people who make who do these mods or make these fan yeah. games and then when it gets taken down like a week they're like what, what? I, I can't believe this yeah. what's going on like, yeah. you should know this is yeah, going to happen is, This is not your IP right. you don't own this property and obviously it, And it's it, happened enough times where like somebody has to yeah. like hey this is going to get taken down what are your right. one of your buddies your modern buddies Yeah yeah and the, uh, the other thing is that I think everything for any Breath of the Wild stuff is going to get highly highly scrutinized right now because Tears of the Kingdom is coming out soon right. Nintendo certainly does not want to have anything that's out there that's confusing for you know, new players that are coming to Tears of the Kingdom. So, dangerous times for Zelda modders. Take note. Don't do it. Um, yeah, yeah. It's probably not going to end too well for you, even if you come from a good place, unfortunately. Yeah. So. Let's get into the uh, questions from our Patreon community. We source each and every question from our Patreon subscribers. We're going to start off with a trio. We thought we were done with the Mario movie. No, we're not. No, we're we got not. a trio of questions. First is from Kai X. K2 and K1. Can you believe that? Those were our tickets at the movie. We were in seats, I was K1. seats K1 and K2. Uh, one thing that surprised me about the Mario movie was how minor the Legend of Zelda Easter egg was. Did you even see this? I don't think I even saw I this. Had, I had to look it up. Okay. We will not say what it is. To, 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 oh, we don't want to spoil it. But. Mm. Given that it's kind of Nintendo's other golden goose, I thought it would be more represented. Do you think that fran that franchise was intentionally downplayed for one reason or another in terms of movie slash series plans? So, one could argue that putting an Easter egg in one movie has no impact at all in what you might be doing with it in yeah. another. Mm -hmm. But yet, and yet... It's a very Nintendo thing to do, I think. It is a very Nintendo thing <laughs> so to I, do. So I, I tend to agree with this. Yeah. Nintendo knows that their Easter eggs will be highly scrutinized and picked up to the point where we were so concerned that Reggie was wearing a Metroid pin <laughs> during some sort of like TGA yeah. thing that we made him take it off because we knew the fan community would pick it up and would instantly like go to jump to the conclusion that new Metroid game is right. coming. So if Nintendo is putting an Easter egg in something, that probably does mean something is coming because they know that that's what the fans will talk about. They wouldn't do it if it wasn't true, I guess, if that makes sense. But again, it, it would just be one of a hundred Easter eggs in the movie. Right. So it was like, oh, are we making a F-Zero movie? Are we making a Star Fox? There are references to that. But, but again, Anything is possible. In, in the Nintendo brain, that's yeah, the kind that's of logic. The kind of logic of like, oh, we can't tip our hand about this thing. Unless it's true. I mean, it, more practically, like, it could be that that series has been 
promise to another studio or mm -hmm. some other team and they yeah. said you know they, there could have been a request they please don't do this or maybe there's some legal reason like yeah. contractually, contractually only we can represent right this thing yeah this way so there could be a lot of different yeah like, businessy reasons i haven't seen it. a lot of people making this point but i think it's a good one the other one that i don't was there a metroid easter egg in this there is either? not I don't there think. was none that yeah. i have seen or that have I heard of seen it. yeah so that's the other one that made me think of like oh that might there might be something going on yeah there they might have other plans for that ip that is not within the uh, the universal um illumination like universe or whatever so. right right yeah and you might think Metroid is like, oh, well, that's that's like a big step down from Mario and Zelda in terms of people's perception of it and like obviously how much the game sells. But it is way bigger in the West than Japan, which matters mm -hmm. when it comes to, to movies, honestly. Yeah. It's also a, a, like a series that a lot of big name like people in movies always talk always about. Talk like, about. oh, I want to do this. Yeah. Like Brie Larson is like, oh, I'd, lo I'd love to play Samus. Or all these directors yeah. like, oh, I'd love to make, I'd love a, to I'd make, to make a Metroid movie. movie. So yeah. I do wonder if they had been really courted now that the gates are open yeah. to like, let's, let's do this. I also think Nintendo does see Metroid as a huge potential. Like yeah. whenever we would market a Metroid game, it was always like, treat this as the AAA title that yeah. it is. Yeah. Treat it like a Mario game. Me and I think market that, it like And that. I think that could make an awesome movie too. Like I would... The love, source material is so yeah. perfect it would be great. for a movie or a TV show or whatever because it's like all there for you. The, yeah. You don't have to like reinvent the wheel on this one. Just write, just like write the movie. Like yeah. it's so easy. Yeah. A question is from Riven, and Riven has included a link here to this interview with uh, Mr. Miyamoto and, and fake Steve Ballmer um, <laughs> with Variety. The question is, have you seen this interview with Miyamoto? In it, he talks about how Princess Peach was always supposed to be more of her own strong character. What do you think about this? How much truth do you think there is in that statement in particular? Are there any other bits of the interview that really stand out to you? I had, I got the sense that, and this is definitely from when we worked on like um, Odyssey, that the Japanese perception of a strong character and maybe in the West, in the U.S., our perception of a strong character is very different. Now, this might be a cultural thing. Yeah, I'm, I'm thing. chalking this up to cultural differences. I think it's cultural differences. <laughs> right. Because we would have these, like, really deep conversations about that whole, like, force into marriage trope for the Odyssey game. And we bring up things that we were like, this is a major concern. Like, we need to, you know, do a lot of work to message around this. Or we need to have some sort of some sort of explanation for why this is happening in 20. 17 or whatever it was. Yeah. Um, and we always met with such curiosity, like, why is this problem? Like, tell us more. Like, not like they didn't believe us, they just didn't think about it in that way, I think. Yeah. So I, I think it's the, the perception of, like, quote, more her, her own strong character is really, really different um, in Japan. Yeah. So. I can I, I mean I can totally just envision the argument there. Like, oh well, you can play her in these games, and she can do the same things that Mario can, and yeah. you can beat the game as her, and that's and that's enough. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. yeah there's a lot of different ways to look at it. A lot of different it. ways. Um, it was interesting to see like what other bits from this this whole press junket they did got got taken out. Like lots of little quotes got taken out of context. I thought yeah. that whole thing about like mobile, mobile games. I was saw just, that. Like, Who cares? Like. I think we all knew yeah. we weren't Why doing is this that like again. Yeah, like a big like news headline. I don't know, but okay. Right, or, or the fact that he mentioned Nintendo, like, oh, there's going to be news in a future Nintendo Direct. I didn't yeah. realize. I didn't know this would happen. <laughs> what do they put in Nintendo Direct? Yeah. So, yeah. Interesting stuff. 
Uh, Vezvez has the next question. Thank you for the pronunciation guide. Hi, Kate and Krista with the Mario movie out and digging its adorable cat Mario claws into the world. I'm curious what you think about if or how the movie might affect the Mario franchise going forward. Do you think they will get more adventurous with game content? I was thinking about this specifically after how Peach was portrayed. It was so great to see her take charge. These characters have really have personalities now instead of how we usually see them in games where they're not saying much and just grunting or sighing. And I think mm -hmm. audiences might want more of that. Do you think this major step into a different entertainment medium will push them forward with exploring this more in games or do you think they will keep them more separated? What would you personally like to see them do? Thanks. Mario the movie, the game? Mario the movie, the game. Are you still holding out hope for this? Um, I want Are you? I'm, I, I'm honestly asking. I don't think it's going to happen. Oh. My hope is dwindling fast. If 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 it is happening, hopefully it'll be this holiday. But I don't know. I don't think it's going to happen. Yeah, we talked about this a little bit. Um, I really don't see, and it's kind of a missed opportunity from from my point of view. But this is not a Nintendo doesn't do this. Like they they just want the game, um, the gameplay to speak for itself more so than the story. They do this for, for all their games. Even in like a game like Zelda, where like we were like, give us more story. They're like, no, just play this game, fuse this log and fuse this meat arrow and have fun. You know, they really are focused more on the gameplay part of it versus the story part of it. And I don't think that um, is going to change at all. I don't think they're gonna like radically shift a Mario game into more of like a story-driven, character development-driven kind of kind of franchise so yeah i think this is, this is a good point and i've i've seen a fair number of people making this point i think this is a case where maybe the fans thinking is a little bit ahead of where nintendo is yeah because you're right and, and we, we talk about this in the video of like yeah. what comes next for nintendo after the movie made all this money which is yeah we partnered with illumination and universal to make a movie because they know how to make a movie we know how to make games so leave that to us and we'll keep them separate right but I do think the next time a Mario game comes out, and if it is really just kind of the same Mario formula, I think there are going to be pockets of criticism of yeah. like, you have not really learned anything from this. Right. And you've not really evolved this franchise based mm -hmm. on this huge hit movie that you had. So I think yeah. it might actually be a couple iterations of games into the future mm -hmm. where they might, might, they may, they may never, they may really resist it where they might start to think a little bit differently and reflect things yeah. in a new way. I think they're going to resist it. Right. I think the probably the the easiest way to pay this off, um, pay off the movie, is they probably will just even go less on any sort of story. They will like flip entirely the other way, where they'll just focus even more on gameplay. Um, maybe it just means Peach is playable you know, forever she's a playable character so that there's never a, a time again where she's kidnapped and forced right. into marriage. But I don't think, you know, from a like a character development standpoint, that's going to be a big focus for them in the game. Yeah. I mean, it's been a long time now since we've had a new Mario game. Where is our 2D Mario so, game? So what that means is like whatever they've been, they, they're always working on a Mario game. Is, yeah. Th that had to have been happening around the same time the movie was being made. So it's not like they didn't have access to that right. stuff or didn't know. Yeah. So it'll be really interesting to see. I still think there's some kind of Mario game coming out this holiday. Like, there's got to be. There's got to be. Where is yeah. it? 
I guess, yeah, I mean, if we find out around E3. what would have been E3 time. Yeah, June. Yeah, that's that's probably... It could, have, it could be... I would. What I would love for them to do, um, and I think that would kind of fit well with the movie, is a Mario and Luigi RPG. All right. Because that would, like, help kind of solidify the Mario and Luigi relationship, which is very forward. And those those games do have a bit more story to it, so that could be kind of cool, but we'll see. All right. We'll see. We're off of the Mara movie again. Yeah, we're, we're off, we're off, we're off. This is, this is the fun uh, double-up question here. I like I these. I love these. Prince Charmless has part one. Hello, Kit and Krista. Imagine waking up one morning and you realized YouTube had gone poof. Uh-oh. Disappeared and out of existence. What alternative video sharing website would you use? Is there going to be a replacement? Is this going to be the end of social media? And then Riven adds on to add to the above. If Twitter collapses into the void, do you have a different social media in mind you would use as a replacement? As the head of social for the Kit and Krista oh, Empire, no. what is your thoughts? Well, YouTube going away would be a real problem, <laughs> to be honest. Because the, there's, I mean, for all the criticisms people have of YouTube, like it is a really good platform. And, you know, for us as creators, I think it's one of the best as yeah. far as actually giving us opportunities to monetize mm -hmm. and grow community and do all of that stuff that yeah. you need to do it full time. Like we talk to people who True. are TikTok creators and they're like, oh, I, I can't make any money at all yeah. on TikTok, like, right. like zero. Right. And I have like, you know, a million followers. Right. So that's a big problem. Yeah. Um, you mean you don't want to do a two hour podcast in three minute TikTok increments? We could always go, I mean, the, the real like extreme scenario here is like, well, well, we're just, we're strictly on Patreon. Yeah. Is like, well, this platform is gone. You know, thankfully we've been able to amass Grow this community. community so it's like, it's like, and they're the ones keeping us going anyway. Right. Right. In the majority. Yes. Much, so honestly, much we, more than we make on, on YouTube. Yeah. So we would just is do on it Patreon. There. So right. th that, that's what an extreme, Thank God for Patreon. that's an extreme scenario. I don't think, I don't think YouTube is going anywhere. Thankfully. Um, <laughs> Please they, don't. they seem to be doing just fine. Twitter yeah. now, that that was a conversation mm. a lot of people who work in social media had been having of like, oh, I, I use our company uses Twitter for customer service stuff, or yeah. other other really important things. Mm. We need to find an alternative. I haven't found a lot of these people have actually found alternatives. I don't think there is a good alternative, and honestly. There's been a lot of saber rattling by people of like, I'm gonna quit Twitter, I'm leaving Twitter. Yeah. Mastodon win. A lot of those people <laughs> I still see on Twitter. I know. I think a lot of people who use Twitter need to be honest and admit they're addicted to, like, physically addicted to using Twitter yeah. and are not, like, barring something truly, truly extreme, they're not actually going to leave. They don't, I don't think they can. Right. I think that the, the hold on them is so strong at this point. I don't know what they would do without, without it. It's one of those platforms where it's like, well, I can do everything that Twitter offers in different ways on other platforms, but there's not really one that does it all in that combination yeah, yeah. Uh, and, and functions the way that Twitter does. Yeah. So, And also I think the other thing is people expect a certain type of content on Twitter and it's frankly the easiest type of content to yeah. make. Right, right, right. So, so I, I, I mean, but if Twitter did go away, like I'd see that would be not as bad maybe as le less of an issue. I think away. people yeah. would, would congregate around probably there would be sort of a shakeout period of like, well, what is the next thing mm -hmm. going to be? We're, we're all across these three or four things before they consolidate on something. Yeah. I think that would be less of a disaster. Right, right. Yeah. Slowbro has the next question. 
You've previously mentioned how important it was for you to pronounce Pokemon. 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 Correctly. Were there any other character or franchise names whose pronunciation was so strictly monitored? Were there any names that you learned you had been pronouncing wrong once you started working at Nintendo? Some of my worst offenses are Samus, Ryu, and Melee. Uh, Ryu, Ryu, I definitely called Ryu for a long time. Yeah, Ryu is, yeah, that one's a, a hard one, I think. For I also people. used to pronounce the, this is, and this is like just dumb on my part, the company Tecmo. I used to call oh. them Temco. Oh, that, you had it like that. You transpose the letters. But it's spelled T-E-C-M-O, so it's very yeah, obvious. Tecmo. Tecmo yeah. But I call it Temco. The other thing is we did, we did have people that were in the East Coast or like working at the Nintendo New York uh. store that would say Mario or people in Canada would say Mario instead of Mario. I have seen like people correct them, even though it's just like an accent thing, I think. Correct them to say like, oh, it's but that's a. I mean, within the company, it. that's a very strict like. Do not call him Mario. Right, but some people do it though because it's just the way that they hear it around them in the East Coast. So th th I have heard people literally get corrected in meetings. Yeah, that that have said that and say like, no, it's Mario. Um, I want to. We are appearing on another channel soon about this very topic. Uh, the channel is the Bread. I'm getting the, the name of this right. Bread, bread. The bread, pri the bread Pirate. Oh boy, the Bread Pirate. Who reached out to us to ask about the pronunciation of Bokoblin. That which was an enlightening conversation. I guess among the Zelda community is a somewhat controversial topic. How? Uh, we have the answer. We answered that and a few other pronunciation questions, um, which all seem very logical to us. Yeah. And are the true ways. Don't, don't question don't this. Don't question it. This that is, is the actual Nintendo ways. Fact. But yeah. uh, if you're curious about that, we'll, we'll let you know when that goes live. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Any others that you were getting wrong? Um, Wiimote. That's not a wrong well, that's pronunciation. Not, that's something completely that, different. Don't say that. That's fan, fans made that word up. Yeah. Um, I got wrist slapped on that once. Oh. Um, but I just started the company, so I didn't know. What else? Um, no, I, I'm good. Like, I'm good at this. I can pronounce a thing or two. Okay. Can't spell to save my life. Well, but I, I was can just going to say, I'm surprised based on your it. spelling. <laughs> Tyler Geis. Phonetically? That's the next question. <laughs> Hi, guys. There used to be a recurring segment on Conan called Clueless Gamer, where Conan and Brian would attempt to play and often ridicule new and upcoming games. This included Mario Kart 8, and they even got early access to Super Smash Bros. for Wii U. I'm curious to know how Nintendo agreed to this, since it seems like they wouldn't want to hand over their product to someone who would present the game in a comical or negative connotation. Was this just another attempt to reach audiences during the Wii U era? Thanks. Well, I was there for this Wii U one. Yeah. Who did the Mario Kart 8 one? Was that one of us? I think it was me. I don't remember that one. Yeah, I, didn't, I think one of us did the uh, Smash Brothers one. You did the Smash one. Tyler, I was just as surprised as you were. Uh, <laughs> we'll, we'll talk about this more in depth in a future story time, but that yeah. was a request that came through in like, I like guess like a week before E3. It was really crazy. And yeah. I was like, well, it's a pretty big outlet so i need i need to put it through the process and we can't I, I can't just veto this but 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 they'll absolutely say no and we sent it through to japan it went to mr sakura he's like yeah let's do it i can't deal with this now so i had to go to la like yeah. days before e3 to do this nonsense with conan o'brien yeah, yeah clueless gamer played People, smash brothers the, the, the key takeaway here is that anybody loves a, a good old broadcast opportunity watch him Oogle Zero Suit Samus like oh, he's he writing did. a French tweet or something. He, did. he was, he like was gonna draw. He was gonna draw her like one of his French girls. I need to he get really out of here. 
But you that, can't. Yeah. We'll talk right. about that more in the future. Yeah. Interesting. Uh, that was an interesting day. Last question is from Ven. In your E3 poll on Patreon, one of the options is E3 is still viable if they make some key changes. If you believe this, what changes do you think needs to be made? Also, do you think Jeff Keighley did what was needed to make these events meet today's standards for gaming events rather than how they were in years past as seen here? And um, Jeff has a tweet that... Jeff's always got the tweets ready. Drafts. He's kind of talking about you know how much E3 meant to him and how he's kind of got this new vision for these events going forward. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So first question. What could be done to make E3 viable? I think the idea that you can only get sort of that experience if you're there physically present um, at the show is a dated concept now. Like now that there's been such a, um, you know, such such an appetite from people and also just like expectation of people um, to get these inf get the same information like digitally, whether it's through a Nintendo Direct or an Xbox Showcase or whatever, um, like having it be like only if you're there can you experience the magic of these games and experience E3 is like totally not viable and also very expensive for companies when they realize they can have the same impact digitally. Um, I think that's the first like big change that needs to needs to be made. Like if there is some sort of you know time frame that everyone is expected to do a thing, like they need to put the digital like first and foremost versus the physical. One of the things that I felt things started to fall apart when they were was when they started to focus on let's bring consumers into E3 yeah. because that didn't work well. And Split the focus. I think it became a really hard thing for them to nail of making this show for consumers and for people in the industry. I, I don't, I don't, I don't think this would be like a silver bullet, but if they went back and said, this is now strictly for the industry only, there would be some niche that it would be filling. Mm -hmm. Because I mean, consumer events like we got plenty of those. Yeah, we got PAXs, we got Comic Con, Comic Con, we got Anime yeah. Expo, we got everything. Yeah, WonderCon, we got all this stuff. But there is still no. I mean, there's GDC, which has kind of a different sort of purpose. Mm -hmm. There's Dice, which is very small. CES is that still a thing? Well, that's like all of electronics. But it was mm -hmm. like this is strictly for the gaming industry to come and like conduct business. Mm -hmm. uh, and press could still come. Um, I don't, I don't know if that would solve every problem, but it might be a step in the right direction of, again, mm -hmm. just refocusing on, you know, what E3 did well, what is the purpose, what are people going to get something out of this and, and what is a need that's need that is not being met? Yeah. I don't know. Jeff Keighley now. Jeff Keighley, he might know. <laughs> so we went to the Summer Game Fest event last year, yeah. which was a lot of fun. Very cool. Hopefully we get invited again. Hint, hint. <laughs> that was not E3. That was an apples and oranges situation. That was a very that was a comparatively quite smaller event. Smaller than E3. Very focused. Um it was a good event, uh, but it definitely doesn't have like I think E3 has been sort of known for very specific things. It's the place where everyone goes one time a year, one week a year to get all of your announcements and you make all your announcements and you share all of your big news for the rest of the year with Everybody. Like, that That was not sort of the focus of Summer Game Fest. Um, yeah, so I'm, I'm really interested to see on the event side. So I think we know that his stream, the Summer Game Fest stream, yeah. is just like, you know, the big Jeff Keighley announcement blowout. Right. 
And that's great. I mean, people love that. He'll definitely get people to sign up to do that with him. Right, right. But the event, like, I do have, I, I do imagine he'll try to go bigger. Yeah. Um, now try knowing, to get more partners. Yeah, knowing now that, um, you know, there is no E3. That, that gives him a good reason to go forward with that. Um, you know, not, not every company was at that summer game fest. The booths mm -hmm. were quite, I mean, the booths were like the size of this room that we film in, not very big. Yeah. Yeah. So but there were some notable companies there. Too. Yeah. There's a lot, there's a lot of opportunity to, to grow that yeah. more, but, but not go like the crazy bloat direction of E3. Yeah. So. The thing that was really magical and Nintendo did this really well at E3 is like you could make an announcement as a company and say to people that could make a difference for you, like media and creators, like, and now you get to play this game right now. And I always thought that was like a very good formula because you got the opportunity to like share your news with a really big audience and then you would get all of these sort of trickle down, you know, people and, and press talking about like what, what, what it was actually like to like play this game, to have this firsthand experience. That's kind of like the connection that I think needs to be made maybe more so at Summer Game Fest or, or more so if we're talking about like what is that other alternative to E3 that's pretty hard to do. So I don't know what the solution well, is, but. Well, that is something that Jeff has been talking about trying to solve for. Mm -hmm. And I don't know, you know, where he is this year with it, but like, yeah, like how do you translate the physical experience to what's. The person at home yeah. has. There's like all this chatter about like doing some sort of like, and then immediately afterwards a demo will be available. Right. And that, I mean, that's, like, we were at Nintendo during E3. We had the quote, home audience committee, which is like, how- I was on that committee. How do you do this? <laughs> and eventually we learned everything is actually the home audience committee. Exactly. So, so, we, so then we, we got rid of that the committee. <laughs> so it's a hard question because yeah, this event physically is, is only going to impact so many people. Like watching- a stream of announcements is cool. But yeah. Like, what is the next step with that? To exactly. Get, to get people hyped and and get people. And what does that look excited? like in twenty twenty three? Yeah. You know, so that's like a a, a challenge that needs yeah. to be solved. But I think he's up for it. I think you know we may not see it immediately, but I think you know he'll he'll keep plugging at it and he'll he'll come up with something. Cool. I think he I will. trust him. I, I do too. Yeah. All that, right. That's the news. That well, that's the questions. Not the news. Sorry. Yes. That's the news and the questions. <laughs> it's everything, actually. Recapping several segments. We're, Here we go. We're, we're, we're actually at the <laughs> and the games we're playing. And the, and the sponsors. And the story and, time. And, 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 the <laughs> and the Never Minute segment. And that's that's pretty much it. Except for our wonderful superstar shoutouts, which we're going to start right yeah. now. Here we go. Aaron Hash. Ben Eichhorn. Maru Mayhem. Eigenverse. Kiss My Flapjack. Mike Chin. Mr. Rogers. Roy Eschke. Switching It Up underscore. Safazon. The Shark Among Men. VGM Life. Link, the Hero of Wins. Angela Bycroft, your Pig Molly. Turbocharged Nerd. Thomas O'Rourke. Kyle LaBeouf. And Twin Dragons 76. Woohoo! Now, before we start the One Up Club graduation service, we would just like to update that mm. Fox deploys dog Bernard. Bernard. Totally fine. We saw yeah. a picture of Bernard. Everything is okay. You really freaked out. I'm really freaked out. I wasn't worried at all. Bernard was, was I, I, it was nice that Fox deploy sent me multiple messages about Bernard. To every platform. <laughs> well, I, I was like, think, oh, excellent. I think there was some, the, the concern was sensed. 
and acted upon. Bernard! I love you, Bernard. Okay, here we go. Yes. One Up Club graduation ceremony. A. Ron Burgundy. Adam and Ansley. A. Jean Malari. Ale Alejandro. Alexandra Pratt. Andrew Yuhas. Astro Dev. Blazed and Enthused. Bookum Dano. Brad SF56. Brooke Obscura. Brookie Kazooie. Bruce Dash. Chancellor Fairley. Shelly underscore Squirrel. Christopher Lay. Cozy Tar. Captain Alex. C Roper 17. Daniel Cole. Daniel Phillips. Daniel Valencia. Dachshund. Desert Colt 18. Doodoo Face. Dolce. Dino Punch. Elite Peach. Esparts 50. Fart Priest 69. Furbound. Fernie and Jess Forever. Fox Deploy. Fred Rossi. Garrett Holfish. Garth the Wolf. Gartooth. G Sun 101. Ian Chip. Israel Izzy. Jay Rando. Jabroni Jones. JK99. JBJ. Jeffrey Hernandez. Jerry92602. Jesse Hernandez. John Responte. Jonathan Rowe. Jordan Collette. Jordan Hemmerly. Joseph DeHaze. Joshua, Joshua Clements. Juji Fruit. Just Cantro. Justin Leminger. Kawa2796. Kelp Shake. Kevin Delane. Krisu. Chris Roddy Kid. Christopia Party with me. Kyle Gamer Barry Rookie. Kyle Kretzer. Tyler Nelson. Linnell Stickman. Lena. Lil Sebastian. Lit. Mad Dog5981. Marky Man64. Mecha Dragon 101. Megan. Michael Craven. Michael White. Mickey Conway. Mi oh, Mikey. Motomania. Mr. Andy Palm. MSM Poke Gamer. Mr. Beans and Dip. Mytran. Nasir. Nathan Burkhart. Panda Buns. Paul C. Pace. Paul Gill Network. Prime Factor. Prince Charmless. Reaver. Raintech. Ray Charon. Ryuji Utsuho Okuu. Rene Rivers. Ryoth One. RJ Kern. Rob Osborne. Renana Rex. Rocks. Rianetta. Sam Newland. Sharif Jackson. Shinryu. Slowbro. Schmiggles. Shrews. Silly Ferret. SJ Sharky 777. Spicy Munchkin. Steel Citrone. Tales of Link. Tefu. Terrastorm. Thomas Alvarez. Tover Schmover. Travis Torline. Troopage. Tug's Puppy Bear. Tuskoop. Tyler Geis. Vestas. Video Game Stupid. Virtual Bot. Wicked Davey. Will Ernst. Will Johnson. Zudiverse. Zelgra. Zoroid. Happy birthday to uh, Troopage. Yes. Birthday. We celebrate, Happy we love to celebrate birthday. birthdays in the Kitten Krista Discord. Always fun. Yeah. Birthdays are a big deal. Now, you had this whole rant of like, I am perfect at pronouncing things. I just had to laugh as we read through the, I was like, how many of these names have you I didn't mangled? pronounce any of these names wrong. Mangled. Mangled. Okay, mon. <laughs> I'm great at that. Ryu. Bogoblin. Lizalfos. That's the new It's not Lizalfos, all right? It's not Lizalfos. What, in what universe? This is, Lizalfos. Who is pronouncing Lizalfos and who's yeah. rating them? Who are the critics? These are, again, we got, I'm going to do some I, audience segmentation. I work for the law firm of Bokoblin and Lizalfos. <laughs> LLC. <laughs> <laughs> ESQ. <laughs> uh, <laughs> They're going to defend me when I get put in the slammer for oh, showing the Mario back to the, movie. Back to the, the bail bonds, yes. At the high school gymnasium. We're full circle now oh, on your oil rig. We need to go, yeah, man. We do. We got to go. But don't forget to subscribe to our Patreon at patreon.com slash Krista so you can hear these great behind-the-scenes stories and all of our insights from being Nintendo for over 30 years. I, the number keeps going up. I don't even know which is the right number anymore, but I think that's the right number. Um, if you're watching on video, you can subscribe to this channel. Give this episode a thumbs up. Leave us a comment. If you're so inclined, leave us a super thanks. Get us back to Japan. If you are listening on audio, you can also subscribe. 
uh, leave us a five-star rating and also a written review. Thank you very much. Yes, and please follow us on the socials. We are on Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, YouTube, of course, and Facebook. While they're still around. Who knows? Tomorrow we might wake up. And Here today, go gone tomorrow. Tomorrow we might make, wake Oof. up and it might be three-minute increments of a two-hour podcast on TikTok. So <laughs> we live in a, a beautiful world of changes. All right. Goodbye. Bye-bye.